and welcome to the Mega Squad Pod, hosted by me, Cal, and joining me as ever is the writer, but not the fighter, Wiggy. Hello there! You were spot on time that time. Get on. We're getting better at this, ever so gradually. <laughs> and then, Rainbow Six Siege himself, Mr. Me Siege, that is CJ. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, no, I haven't got the uh, hellos down to a T yet because it's been a while. So, well, to be fair, Wiggy, you... is, that, is that your like new like greeting? Is it? Is that? Is that oh your no, thing? I just have a new one every time, mate. I like to mix. Oh, it right. up. I kind of like it. I like that one. Oh, I like that one. Oh, I like oh, that one. Oh, hello, yeah. oh. <laughs> I played the computer game. <laughs> well, hello to all you wonderful listeners. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, this one titled Recalibration. Uh, the reason we've called this one Recalibration is because it's going to be about uh, mental health and video games for our pre- feature presentation today. So that's something to hopefully look like, forward to coming up. It's going to be quite 100% strong. honest as well, yeah. this, this podcast is going to be quite heavy for a few of us live here. Yeah. Live? We're not going to be live because you're listening to it in the future, but we're here live. Um and there's going to be a lot of honesty, but also a lot of celebration of the sorts of games that that help us. So just be aware that this podcast might get a little weighty. Um, and if you're, you know, if it's not for you, then feel free to just listen to the first half and then switch off. Yeah, that's why we decided to do it in this sort of format and keeping the feature presentation later in the show. You've probably been wondering that why we've been testing that out with previous episodes. This was the main reason why, because we wanted to talk a bit about mental health and video games. But given the chance to have as many people as we possibly can listen to it without, you know, if they didn't want to uh, listen to the the later half, which might be a bit, as you said, Wiggy, heavy hitting, um, then they've always got the opportunity to listen to the other stuff that we talk about. All the shit that we talk about, basically. <laughs> All the tangents we go on. All the tangents. That scene from Back to the Future, where it's like this... <laughs> This is the tangent. This is the route you go. Anyway, on with the show. Yeah, woo. woo. So we come to our first little bit, which is what we've been playing this week. I'm going to go for CJ because he's our guest this week. What have you been playing, Hi. my friend? I'll tell you what, I haven't stopped playing. Shall we start? <laughs> See what you did there. See what you did there. Holy moly, this game is something else. Loving it. Uh, it is insane. It's a PS5 exclusive, but um, me and Dodgy the Biggest Director Willowsworth has hacked the system because PS5, uh, now with the update, you can um, share play to PS4 consoles. But not only can you share play, you can actually hand the controller over. So he doesn't have a PS5, but he gets to enjoy playing Returnal. On his PS4 while I get to watch him die numerous times. Hacker Man. Hang on. When did, they introduce, when did they introduce that? I didn't know that was a hey, 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 yeah. Hey, my name's CJ and I'm here with the news. <laughs> That's all. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know, you know. Um, I don't know, you know. I don't know, you know. Yeah. It's like a doo-doo, isn't it? Oh, I do yeah. do that. Um, anyway, I don't actually know, but... We tried it and it actually worked. So there's a lot of actuallys in there also. Love actually. It's a good film. Sorry, man, just to interrupt because my mind's melting a bit here. What no. happens when it comes to like the dual sense stuff? 
I'm getting yeah, cramps so in my leg. Ow, 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 I'm getting cramps. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens to the jewel chuck. It <laughs> gives you cramp nothing. when you talk ineffectively about it. It's like you're I there. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just sat down and it's just, I've just randomly got cramp in my upper thigh. I did leg day yesterday at the gym and I think that's why it's fucking me up. Oh, Sorry, God. mate. Carry on. This well, is we get it. In. You work out. Brilliant. Just All right. Cool. You've got muscles and legs. Congratulations. Uh, okay. So, Congratulations. moving on. We were... Um, yeah, so with the dual sense, the, the, the game is unbelievable. You can feel like raindrops when it's raining like inside the controller. It makes no sense. I love it. Um, but what we figured out is because with the L2 button where you can like slightly hold it down to like do normal shot aim and then you have to like force touch it down to do like the special, what you can actually do is just run around and push uh, the fire button without aiming down sight because it's pretty accurate anyway. Um, so it doesn't necessarily need the DualShock um, controller for the PS5 for He's currently playing it now in front of me. Uh, I'm kind of watching it in the background, and it's it's quite amusing because I can hear him uh, raging constantly, which is quite funny. Incredible. I'm really surprised that they've managed to... Yeah, I thought that would be quite good to start with, but the whole game itself is amazing, man. It is. Yeah. It, it's, it's, like, non-forgiving. There's, if you die... Like right, Dark Souls, unforgiving. It's worse. It's worse. So there's no saves. You can't turn off the game and you'll start again. Uh, so there's different biomes and like each biome has a major boss that you have to fight. And if you die, you have to restart in the original biome. And we're currently in biome three, so we fought three bosses. But if we die, we have to restart everything again. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because it is a roguelike, it is. isn't it? It's, I didn't realise that's what it was. It was a roguelike. But yeah, even things like Hades and stuff has some kind of save function. I know there's been people rallying a little bit. And I read earlier, um, this isn't coming up in the news, so it's not a spoiler, but I know they've they basically said, we hear what the fans are saying. Spoiler! Yeah. And a save and quit option. Yeah, there's um, not a save really and quit. They say that, yes, we're doing it. I think they, they posted the fact that you can put the PlayStation 5 into rest mode and it will... Um, you can restart when you join back in, but I guess not. That's not an option for everybody. Um, and I did read somewhere once you've uh, we haven't even found the third boss yet, but I think after the third boss, there might be like a, a like a new checkpoint start if that makes right, sense. Okay. So then you'll start in biome three, I guess. Uh, but he's currently fighting all of these en enemies and he's just took one to the face, so it's quite fun to watch. <laughs> I did. I did sort of see an IGM review of it because it was quite interesting to sort of see what it was like. And they did say that it it's good, but those the fact that there's no save points yeah. and the you know the sections are really really long. Yeah, it's it's not like it's a quick little. No, pick up it's not. Try. It's not. Uh, I think that's what I like the thing it. that they had um, pushback was is is it's not for the casual gamer. It's not a. Nah. Definitely not. It's not if you're like got three kids, your dad, you've got three kids, you put them all to bed and you've got about half an hour. You just can't play yeah, Returnal no. in that half an hour. Is it, like say, I just keep thinking you can of... speed run it. Yeah. So you can just run past all the enemies if you wanted to, but the more enemies you kill, your 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 weapon gets more uh, like proficiency. I think I pronounced that wrong, but anyway. Um, proficiency, but yeah, you were on it. That's right. Uh, and uh, so the higher the, the big weapons bucks. gets, 
the better weapon you'll get later on. So, but yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like you got to balance what you do. And oh, that was right in my balls. What's wrong with you? What, what oh, the thing? cat knocked my thing off and hit me right in the balls. Is that a euphemism? Because <laughs> what's going on this evening? I think this. I think this oh. is cursed. I'm getting cursed. You're getting uh, the fucking balls. Icora just threw my cup. Luckily, the cup was empty of coffee. <laughs> I thought you meant like a couple of your balls. <laughs> into my groin perfectly. Thanks for that, cat. Oh. Oh, see, Siege, it does sound interesting. It does sound like it it, it'd be quite a good game. Because I I never started playing roguelikes properly until I started yeah. playing things like Dead Cells and, and Hades. Yeah. So I was really quite new into it. Like even Diablo, I've never played Diablo, but I might venture into that but yeah see I'm, yeah, I'm, like this even... is probably my first game like uh, that I've done like this so yeah. I think it's quite cool to actually jump in and the main reason I got it is because it's a PS5 exclusive um, yeah. the colours are absolutely insane I just they're visually stunning but that's yeah a, I'm that's amazing it. as well that the PS5 yeah. has now got two exclusives I know don't tell nobody after, though so I'm after what nearly a year yeah PlayStation might uh, patch it. Yeah, they'll, they'll crawl back into their hole. It's like, don't say yeah. anything too loud. It'll scare them, scare them away. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they've done that. Um, and obviously, I guess that's why you can only share play for an hour, can't you? Yeah. Because it's things like this where people would just, I guess, you utilise it. But then part of me is like, it'd be really cool if I went to work and just left, left my PlayStation on and Don can yeah. just crack out and uh, grind it. I mean, it's kind of interesting as well because it it sort of gives the other person a chance to almost demo it. Yeah, and then it's it really like, does, well, yeah. if you want to experience the game the way it was meant to be played, get a yeah. PS Five, play yeah. with a Dual Sense controller, then you'll feel all the proper haptic feedback that you want to feel. Yeah, well, Don said as well. He said, "Oh, this has got to be the best game that he's played this, that you know, in a, in a long time." And yeah. I said, "Well, that's a bold statement. He hasn't even got like the the haptic touch controller." He's going to lose his shit when he gets a hand on his PS5 and he actually can use, you know, the adaptive triggers and all of that. It's literally yeah. going to be insane. Uh, yeah, I'm loving it. I think it's really cool. So other than that, I'm playing um, a Harry Potter uh, app game. Nice. Yeah, because I'm a nerd. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Because Ain't we are the podcast wrong. of nerds. Nerds. Like a nerd squad. Nerd squad. <laughs> we live what in the basement. Sorry, go on. Okay. What have you been what playing? You... Go on, Wicks. Or me? Oh, yeah, any of you? Yeah, Cal. We'll go with you. We'll go with yeah, you, Cal. Yeah, why not? Here I come. Come on, coming at you like a shark with knees. Hey, um, a deluxe shark with knees. Yeah, hey, it's deluxe shark with knees. Um, See what I said there. A mighty boost range and also my gamer tag. Yeah. <laughs> um, so mine's been a little bit weird this week because I normally de- not detest, but I, I'm not a big fan of mobile gaming. And recently, Apple Arcade have just thrown a load of stuff onto their onto their service. They've seen this. Good. There's um so so the one I've been playing. There's two games that I've been playing sort of in and out. Uh, which is Freeze Plus and Spell Tower Plus. Both just really simple games. One's a word, find in game, uh, which is Spell Tower, and then Freeze, 
is just amazing. You just play it with one hand and you it's simply just swiping tiles. You have to nice. get multiples of three. They've got to be the same numbers to match and create a bigger number. And the idea is to just get the biggest number you possibly can and get the highest amount of points. Easy and simple. Play it. It's awesome. Um, but the one I've been loving, and I've even been sat at home playing it. I've got the Switch in front of me. I've got the PS4. But I've been playing World of Demons, which interested me first because it's made by Platinum Games. And if you remember in the previous episode, or if you didn't listen to the previous episode, why are you listening to this one? Go back and then come back. Um, I or expressed my, or giving you spoilers. I expressed <laughs> my love for Bayonetta, um, and Platinum <laughs> Games made Bayonetta. Shut up, Pete. Not not like not That's just not like me. that. <laughs> just like that. Yes. All right. Bullet dog. Sorry, Siege. Sorry, Siege. I could have looked right at in the fields, man. Sorry, mate. <laughs> it sounded like your little laugh there. Uh, I ap- apologize, mate. You're a guest. Yeah. You should be used to this now. Um, yes. But yeah, like, I love the, the Bayonetta style games. Um, and they made Bayonetta and Near Automata. Um, if you've never played that, that's I've not actually played it, but it looked really good. Um, so it's a basic it's hack and slash. It's been re-released, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been re-released. Yeah, it's got an updated version as well, so definitely check it out. Um but World of Demons basically is, is a hack and slash. It's a slightly more simplified version, of course, because it's mobile. But it it just feels it just feels like Platinum Games at their finest. Like even taking something that you wouldn't necessarily associate with a mobile a, a mobile system, it's just brilliant. It feels really tight. The controls are fairly simple to grasp, but it's you know you you pick them up really quick and you can start using proper combos and you think actually yes if i dodge it this this time it'll slow down time or i'll do a more powerful attack or i'll be able to dodge and freeze time whatever it is so what you're saying is that it's really tight you perform combos and you get it right okay (laughs) all right okay all right shut up let's see what you're trying to do all right, don't, don't try and sexify this up. We did that with hey. Bayonetta. We're not doing it in this one. That's why um, I'm taking the mick because it's another Platinum Games. Um, but the art style as well is really nice, and I can see why they've done it because you know it's it's easier to put that sort of game style on mobile. But it's all cell shaded, um, looks hand drawn, very Akami. Um, yeah, yeah, and and beautiful Joe. I'm going to get that in there. Beautiful Joe. The game that they made before Akami and is better and my favourite game of all time. But anyway, it's... What uh, was the first app called? The first game, should I call it, say? I didn't get the... the like Clover Studios? First... No, the one where you can play with one hand. What's that one called? Oh, Freeze. Freeze Plus. Uh, uh, freeze or Breeze? Like, or Freeze, Febreze. as in the number. No, not Febreze. Oh. We're, not, we're not sponsored by Febreze. Okay. Um, there are other uh, fragrances uh, available for your yeah. room. <laughs> Different fragrances available and uh, cherry blossom or summer breeze or whatever. Um, or or yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> but 
yeah, so a lot of the Clover Studio staff who did Beautiful Joe and did um, Kami went across to Platinum Games. So you can see where their inspiration sort of come from. It's yeah. a lovely looking game. It plays really well. I really want to get an Apple TV to play it on there because it will just look lovely on a big screen. And even better, as well, I'd love it if they port it to the Switch. I would love it if they ported yeah. it to the Switch. It'd be so nice. Um, but sweet. definitely try it out. Definitely try it out if you've got Apple Arcade because it's, yeah, brilliant it's, creatures. It's, brilliant. Sorry, it's Freeze on Apple Arcade or is that a separate? Is that just the App Store? It was on the App Store. It was a paid-for app. And then they what? put it on... I'm paying? They put what it on this? Apple Arcade now. They put it on Apple Arcade. It's called Freeze Plus. It's called Freeze... Plus. plus, yeah, so as in the, the, the symbol for plus, yeah, but yeah, like that. That's mainly what I've been playing. The other thing I've been playing, which I won't delve in too much because I reckon Wiggy's going to be saying a little bit about this one. Um, am I is well, you might do Outriders. Oh, see, since uh, we spoke about it in the last one, I haven't been playing it since, so you go oh, for yeah. it. All right, okay, yeah. I've been playing a bit of Outriders. I managed to finish it. Um, I'm not going to spoil oh, that's anything. that's cool. You finished I... it now. Nice. Yeah, yeah but hang on. Uh, I, I feel a little bit dirty, but at the same time, I thought, nah, fuck you. I'm not giving you the time of day. Um, I loved every bit of Outriders um, yeah. it's really until good. I got to the end. Oh. Uh, the, 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 without spoiling anything, the final climactic finish, shall we say. Um, yeah. I was World Tier 8 which is basically levels like a leveling system. So depending on what which world tier you're on, depends on how That's strong very enemies easy are. Stuff like that, yeah. So <laughs> the I was on world tier eight. Yeah. And I just I just could not do this last this last Mate, mission. It's solid, isn't it? It was driving me absolutely batshit. It was <laughs> to the point where I was I was getting really frustrating. I could hear the controller creaking because I was just clenching it so much. The controller. Clenching the controller so much that I could hear it in the plastic like creaking. I thought, no, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to just leave this. Um and then eventually I just went, fuck it. I'm not giving you the time of day. I'm just drop gonna see the end of it. So I <laughs> I didn't just drop a level siege. I went to world tier one. Yes. And and did it. You're an inspiration. <laughs> I went to World Tier One, and I I finished it in probably. I've said that minutes. live on air now. You know that. Well, oh yeah, and I'm to be honest. Cal, don't do you know oh, what, Cal? Yeah, I, I I could 100% tease you. You know, I could lay into yeah. you about doing something, but I would be hypocritical because I got you, to the final boss here too, and fucking I went down to the Tier One and did it because oh. after about seven attempts, I was like fuck this. I'm not doing this. You can yeah. fuck off. I want to go and do other stuff. I've done other stuff easily at tier 8, so why are you a dickhead? You that's can exactly. go down to tier 1. The interesting thing as well, you don't actually need to complete the game on at the highest tier. It's, it, it, to get the platinum, yeah. you can you can run the whole game through as tier 1, technically. That's if you, if nice, you were a trophy hunter, Don's platinumed it. Yeah. I think it is probably quite an easy platinum, but I think after you've done the story, I'm a bit like, meh, there's other stuff. 
Yeah, like I think that's what it was because I knew there was an end game sort of side to it where there was extra missions and stuff like that. And I thought, I just want to see the story. I just want to get the story. Yeah, I just want to get the story over and done with so I can then play with friends. I'm not one of these people who changes their, um, or like adds, adds an extra character to then play through as a different one. I like to stick with what I've got. So it's like, yeah, I just want to complete the story as that and then. I'll go around and try and get legendary weapons. Which character did hunts, you choose? Uh, I went for Pyro. <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, man. I you go for it. Siege? I went for the Trickster Boy. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I've completed it as Devastator. And oh, now go. I've, I'm just here coming up to the final boss as Technomancer. That's how far I got. Because those are the two classes I kind of want to complete it with. But because yeah. I do love the game... I am yeah. intending to at least complete the story with all four of them, Such just to man. unlock those things. Um, Why have we not joined like the game it, together? I stopped, yeah, I don't I, know. I stopped playing, playing it this time. Um, the reason I stopped playing it is one of the patches they put out on PC actually caused more problems than solutions. And also the cross-play bug is still something that they haven't fixed. They still and not so, fixed that. No. So because of that, um, I like I've got one friend on PC who has it that I've played with a couple of missions, but the reason I ended up because originally I pre ordered it on my Xbox and I cancelled the pre order because I knew that it was going to be on Game Pass, and then yeah. I was like, Do you know what, I want it on PC because then I can run it at its best graphically because I don't own a next gen console and crossplay is going to be a thing, so I'll buy it on PC. As soon as I buy it on PC after launch, two days after launch, they can crossplay because it's kicking people and i was like oh they'll solve that with a patch month yeah. later still no solution so that's why i've stopped playing it it's not that i think it's a shit game it's not that i've got a problem with the game and i really hope they fix it because they're getting a lot of really bad press for a lot of the stuff that they've gone through and it is nowhere near as bad as cyberpunk or anthem what's cyberpunk press the precedent <laughs> the precedent had been set by those two games that people, like, at the end of the day, when Outriders came out, it was more polished than a lot of live service games have been. Like, Avengers was not polished, and it fucked up. Nah. And then, like I say, Cyberpunk was should never have been released. Um, and Anthem should never have been released, but they were released. Outriders was a complete game when it was released. It just had a few kind of glitches. There was still, like, the end game content. There was still lots of weapons. There was still story to be had, where you... Like, if you're playing on your own, you wouldn't run into anything. But unfortunately, because of all these other games, it's got equally bad press. And they've yeah. shot themselves in the foot by not being able to solve the cross-play thing. Mm. And like, I get that they keep updating the community, so it's not that they're not doing it. And, like, from a technical side, when they explained it, I kind of get where the problem is because it's it's like a code thing between PC and console that they just can't get to the bottom of because they as soon as it first started they fixed the cross-play bug between the consoles so like if you've got xbox you can play with playstation playstation can play with playstation 5 on like that biome and they fixed the pc side so you can cross-play with epic store or origin store or steam so if you bought it on steam you can still play with other pc users but what they can't solve and are, like they've gone quiet on them updates for it now which is suspicious is the bridge between people on pc and people on console 
And so I, I, I said this to Cal, actually, because I was so keen on playing with like you guys. I've actually started a character on my Xbox because I don't have to buy it because it's on Game Pass. Um, but I haven't got very far with that character because essentially I've built the same character to play through it again. And it's kind of like, I'm doing this just so I can get to end game content because you haven't fixed a bug. And it got kind of like demoralizing. So I just stopped in the hope that soon they will fix the bug. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, to be honest, I completely forgot about that. And that's obviously why we haven't played it. But it's not like stuff like that's not really put me off the game as such. Like I, I enjoyed it as a single player experience because it was like, this is my story. I'd like to do the other bits now with some friends, but even on a single player level, it, it was just brilliant. Like I, I, there were bits that's, that were challenging, but I don't I think, it. It, but I don't think it penalized you too much for dropping a world tier. It wasn't like a, Oh, you're dropping a world tier. <laughs> um, like it was very much <laughs> like, yeah, they, that's all right. You can do that. And you can chop and change it at any time. So I was literally dropping down to worlds, well, like dropping down a couple of world tiers. As soon as I did the mission I was stuck on, I'd then Go just jump again. right back up. And it didn't, yeah, I'll it be didn't like, penalize you in any way for doing it. No. So the, the difficulty I had with the Devastator is because it's a tank class, you don't kick out much DPS. So mm. there were some like missions where I would just take a beating and it would take me ages to take them down, but I wouldn't die because I'd just be taking a beating. But then some of the beast missions where they get right up in your face, but you've got nobody else drawing any fire, on those ones, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to put myself back down to a different level to do this hunt. Um, and those were the main ones where like, that would happen um and i've had to do the same as a technomancer as well because with the technomancer you're all about long range which is great in combat with uh humanoid enemies because you know they'll take cover some of them will run at you but you can usually block against them that sort of stuff but beasts just come right up in your face and you're like i'm the long range guy so yeah that's the challenge yeah. i found but that's why i liked like you say moving around tears because yeah it doesn't affect you you can just continue with the story there ain't no consequences to your actions i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> um yeah no so that's that's been mostly what i've been playing this week really um over to you wiggy so we're talking about <laughs> what i've been playing yeah what um, you've been playing mate i've been playing three things actually very exciting. Was that the app that the cows were playing? Or is that... Yeah, three things. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's on it tonight. <laughs> Collaboration. Comedy. Collaboration. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop it, Mum. Get the champers. <laughs> Sorry. Champers. It's funny say? that you've been playing something on uh, Arcade as well, uh, Cal, because I've been playing something on Apple Arcade. Fuck so I don't you, usually Andy. play. Um, but I've had a few appointments this week and I've had to go on public transport a couple of times. So I was just looking for something to buy the time while I was on public transport. Um, and I downloaded from Apple Arcade a little game called Star Trek Legends. Oh, I've heard of this. Oh, right? Yeah. And it is, it's an interesting little game. It's quite a lot like a lot of like other collector games. Um, but basically it's a turn-based combat um similar like a strategy combat simulator 
and you unlock like different legends who you um teleport who you know you get into your um why can i not think of the word what do they fucking do transporter room um and you then like choose your little party your away team to go and do the missions um so i've only actually done like the starting bit which is where you are attacking a cardassian vessel um and you get wharf um and a couple of other characters and it's it's quite interesting because they all have their own special abilities like as you're attacking a ship you have like uh objectives that you complete and then like for example if you shut down a ship's reactor core then everybody on that ship their morale goes down because you know they can't fly away um so there's lots of little neat mechanics as i said i can't give a full review because i haven't really played that much but it's fun and that's the main Mm. thing yeah so and like you carl i'm not usually a mobile gamer uh pretty much before this the only mobile game i've ever played is uh well we don't talk about it because someone released covid um uh plague inc Basically, is the game I used to play on my. Uh, oh right, okay. I thought you were going to say Candy Crush. That's better than Candy Crush. Um, oh god, not Candy Crush. No, Plague Inc. I got. I, I completed. Like I've completed at least one playthrough of every type of plague in Plague Inc. <laughs> um, including COVID. No, I didn't make COVID. Or did I? No. Um, <laughs> or did I? Yeah. Oh. Or did he? Um, so yeah, yeah that's come through you, but... um, the second thing I've been playing is Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon. So I finally got around to it. So a little backstory to this one is, and the reason I didn't do it when I was on PS4 is, Horizon Zero Dawn came out, and it was a game where I was like, "This looks fucking phenomenal. I want to play it, so I'm gonna get it when it comes out." But then I didn't have the money when it came out, and then everybody started going, oh, Wiggy, you got to play this. You'll love this game. Oh, Wiggy, it's amazing. I had family members going, Wiggy, look, you got to play this. you got to, you got to play this game. This happens. And like, I don't want to spoil it, but this sort of thing happens. And so <laughs> slowly but surely, I start to get more and more stubborn. And I was like, you can't tell me what I should and shouldn't play. Um, <laughs> and so I went for a period where I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play it. Fuck you. Um, and so I didn't play it. And then it was on sale on Steam. And when it went on sale mm-hmm. on Steam, I was like, oh, that and Frozen Wastes, 20 quid. I can't say no to that. So I downloaded it, started playing it, and begrudgingly then had to say to some people, like, you're right, I probably should have played this because it is my kind of game and I am enjoying it. And it looks beautiful. Like... um, Obviously, it ran phenomenally on PS4, PS4 Pro. Um, I think they're doing a remaster for PS5 as well, or uh, an HD update. But running it on my PC at ultimate settings, like it's a, oh, it's just a gorgeous game. Um, and when the moon comes out, seeing the kind of different like light streams, and then also the kind of lens flare from the machines when they're like sneaking around. It's just, oh, it's such an enjoyable game. Um, and I've, I've played, I think I've played like 14 hours now, 13 hours, something like that. Um, and 
Yeah, 12 and a half hours I've played. Oh, check that out. Just uh, quick math. No, it wasn't. I opened Steam just to have a look. Um, Cheat. <laughs> and like, I'm loving it. And mm. uh, played a little bit more yesterday. Um, but yeah, really enjoying the kind of plot. And I think one of the things that if you've played Horizon Zero Dawn but haven't looked at all the audio logs and the like written logs, like go back and do New Game Plus and, and read all that stuff. Like, I'm all about like the deeper plot behind games and things, which I think is a, a big reason as to why people were like, Wiggy, you need to play this game because I'm going around and hunting for the little documentation and the audio clips and all of that stuff because it, it builds an idea of why the world is like it is. And like some of it is freaking harrowing. And I was like listening to an audio log, like, well, now I'm fucking depressed. Yeah. Right. Which is I ironic considering the nature of our episode today. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I did try it um, a while ago. I borrowed it off my stepbrother and I, I just couldn't get into it. I started playing it. I thought, okay, this is all right. And then I just, it just completely rocked. I just got completely drawn off it. I don't know why. I can't even tell you why I wasn't into it, really. I just got a bit bored. Um, but I've I've downloaded it again since getting it free with um, PlayStation at home. So I am going to give it another go with some people recommending it, including yourself, Wiggy, saying that you, I should play it again. So I I will give it a go. I would recommend it. No, I will, um, I will I, try. One of the things I love about it as well is you can't even like if you were on the easiest difficulty, you can't just run into a fight with a machine. Like, even mm. the weakest machines will fuck you up if you don't plan I'm ahead. Out of my life, Wiggy. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what to do. Um, they're just they just fuck you up. And like, I just love the different tools and the fact that you get to choose, like, you can only ever carry four tools at one time. So, I've got like in my current kit, I've got a trip wire um, launcher so that I can basically trip them up or they trip through it and blow up. So they either get electrocuted or they blow up. I've got a rope launcher. And what that essentially does is you fire it at the machines and it pins them down. But you basically have to fire, each machine has like a strength level. So you might get one machine which takes two ropes to tie it down and then you can just go up and crit it. Um, or you get the more powerful machines where you're panicking as you fire like 50 ropes at it to try and pin it down. They're really um, creative with these uh, weapon names, aren't they? They uh, are, yeah. Got a launcher that does just ropes, what should we call it? Uh, uh, fuck. Uh, rope launcher. Yeah. That, yes, yeah, that, that'll work. Yeah, that'll um, I think it's actually called rope caster. Oh. No, trip, trip caster. Whoa. Look at that. Outside the box. Oh, and then I'm carrying, probably. and then I'm carrying two types of bow because each type of bow can fire two types of arrows. So I've got one bow that fires normal arrows and fire arrows, and then All I've right. got a sharpshooter bow that fires these kind of like air compression arrows, which knock armor and components and stuff off machines without damaging the machines. The irony behind that is it says it's non-lethal but I have fired it at some machines and when they lose all of their components, they count as dead. So they're not lethal, not really, mate, but all right. Um, and then also it fires like these huge, uh, like 
heavily damaged precise arrows. So I've got four different types of arrows I can fire. I can trip people up and I can pin people down, which is really cool. So, um, and I just like the different combinations you can go through to be like tactical and things. And I think the thing that caught me with Horizon Zero Dawn the most, and it's a bit like the Skyrim effect, is that it's such a big open world with lots of like secrets and different like areas and NPCs you can bump into that I just like been exploring like the 12 and a half hours. I think I've, I've done the main bit of plot to get out of the, like the prologue to get out of the first area. And then I've just been wandering around, like trying to pick up special stuff and yeah, just hours just exploring. And then I go, Oh, maybe I should do some plot. Yeah. So yeah, it, it always it, every time it's spoken about, it does interest me. I just, it's just when I get yeah. to that point, and then you play it for ten it. minutes, and you go, nah. yeah, I'm like, oh nah. <laughs> like I love the look of the robots and everything like that. I love the idea of it being this post-apocalyptic future, you know, like mixing sort of two genres together and um, like two worlds together rather. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll give it another go. Give it Promise another go. people I would. And I will try it, and I will try I'm probably going to read down And then in the next one, in the next episode, you can come back and talk about it. I bet you I will. I'll come back and be like, oh my God, it's not good. It was terrible. <laughs> I, lo- I, um, I, I love Aloy. Like, I, I think people love what? Awesome. Oh, Aloy, sorry. Aloy. <laughs> like, I love all that. Like, I think she looks really good. She looks like a really badass character. Like, Some of the know, MPR... Like, MPIs, some of the MPIs, some of the NPCs yeah. are uh... non-player indicators. <laughs> yeah. So, um... all right. And then, lastly, the third thing, the third thing, the, the third, third thing that I have been playing. The third thing, the third thing that I've been playing. Well, we said yeah. that Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. Um, they were wrong. So, um, is Vermintide 2? You guys heard about Vermintide? I've played it. Oh. And funnily enough, it was one that I was going to say to you about playing, or I was actually going to play it with my friends. Um, Have you got it on Xbox? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Oh! It wasn't on Game Pass when I bought it, to be fair. And I've right, got the okay. DLC, which isn't on Game Pass. Um, oh, got the DLC. Oh, yeah, but that brings me to, that brings me to a really fucking cool point that we learned earlier on. So, um, in Vermintide, it's basically your Left for Dead format. There are mm. Skaven. Um, I could go on for like hours as a Warhammer fanboy about like Skaven and Skaven clans and like different units and what they actually mean and like. The history to them. I won't bore you all with that. Maybe yeah, I'll see, make I, a completely separate had, a podcast for no Warhammer. Idea. I have no idea on the World Warhammer universe, so I was going in it knowing that it was like Left for Dead. So I was like, "Yeah, cool. I'll that's convinced me enough. I haven't got a fucking clue who I'm killing, but I'll kill him." <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, I've really enjoyed that. Obviously, it's like horde mode and you have the objectives on each map, again, like Left 4 Dead. And then sometimes you've got to hold an area for so long. Um, Like the first mission, for example, you get to a church and then you've got to hold it 
while there's a, a ritual going on and you just get waves of enemies coming at you. Um, and every time you complete it, you get loot boxes. Um, the best thing about that is you can't buy loot boxes, so you can't pay to win. Um, the only stuff you can buy like financial, is cosmetics, um, and most of the cosmetics, again, you can just do the dailies and weeklies to get the coin to get those anyway. So it's not paid to win. Um, and what's amazing is like my favorite character, Victor Schultz, um, is the most quintessentially religious zealot British, like so well played. <laughs> so well played is unbelievable like haughty torty doesn't really like the people he's with but he's super sarcastic towards <laughs> them he has some like great abilities like i've just unlocked his third level um so the zealot and i've just been playing as that because the more damage you take the more damage you put out because you know you're a religious zealot um and in the warhammer universe the you know it's like basically your penance so you take damage it hurts it means you put out more damage in the name of sigma so yeah so i've been really enjoying that i uh, played it this afternoon with my friends uh mark dave and chris uh chris you may remember from the last episode asked us a question in the last episode um and you can i've tagged them on our instagram page so if you want to learn a little bit about them for example mark paints warhammer models and other models and like they're sick you should check them out um check them out on instagram it's really cool um but we're playing that all afternoon He's and it's just fucking for that plug <laughs> <laughs> it's um sorry 15 like it was 15 quid thanks um uh is my cuts to five is it oh, yeah <laughs> fucking right your cuts yeah. one pound mate i get 14 you get one um Look, i even get that i'll get a bag of nuts in poundland that's what i'm gonna pay for with the poundland pound <laughs> you just throw me off i can't even remember what i was talking about now sorry mate go on you were playing with your uh, friends yes um so we were doing the different um we're just doing the campaign today uh, but what we did learn, which I think is like phenomenal, and I think more games should do it, is I bought the Ultimate Edition, which gave me two of the DLCs for free. I then also bought Winds of Magic because that sort of stuff interests me as well. And it was on uh, sale because it is in Game Pass. So when something's in Game Pass, their DLCs actually become reduced as well, which I quite like. Um, so I bought Winds of Magic. So I have all of the DLC now. My friends don't have any of that DLC. Well, Chris has two of them, but everyone else doesn't. They can still play the DLC missions with me as long as I'm the party host. So they mm. don't need to buy the DLC to be able to play those missions. Um, and I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, that's a nice little not many idea. Games, yeah, so not many games do that. Like, they would go, nope, can't play this. They don't have that content. Um, whereas in this one, it was just like, nope, play it. Have fun I with think your there's something like that where it's designed to be around cooperative play as well. It's it's nice that they give that little bit of a exactly you know like so, leeway and be like, all right, okay, so not all of you have bought this DLC, but you know we'll still let you play with your friend who has bought it and whatever. But yeah, I like that. Just was invested in the game, so I'm yeah, it's lo cool. Lost me Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not my go-to, is it? But have you um, played Left 4 Dead? Um, uh, is that that's the, is that the zombie one on the Xbox 360? Is that yeah, is that Left yeah. 
As if you don't know, it's one of the best on the 360. Is it? Well, you clearly never played Fable, but all right. I have. I've got, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he got you there. I mean, Fable oh. is probably one oh, of yeah. the best games on 360. Yeah. Um, I'll have to I'll have to check it out, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to play it. Cool. Hey, I'll invite special. you on to make sure that you play everything we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whoa, hang <laughs> that's on. That's not part of the is. agreement. That's not oh, signing well. in the contract, is it? Oh, fucking hell. What's this pen and paper here for then? All right. <laughs> Right in. Is that everything, by the way, Wiggy? That is, yeah. So I joined Ooh. Bomb Times because it's just you've got a passive ability, you've got a then useful ability, you've got all the different types of weapons, and you basically just go into missions, achieve the objectives, and slaughter as many enemies as you can. And it's just a simple format with great voice acting. And to be fair, like the writing's pretty cool as well. Um, and yeah, it's just enjoyable. It's unapologetically simple um and good at what it does which is what like a lot of games would go out of their way to add all of these like bells and whistles and then most of the time fuck it up whereas with vermintide they knew what they were doing with the first one um people really enjoyed it even though it was simple so they made a second one um and the, the thing that's kind of different in the second one is that the levels are slightly bigger and the level design is much more crisp um but they kept like the 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 kind of nuts and bolts of the game the same, um, and they're just not like you know they're not advertising the world's best game, um, but it's just an enjoyable co-op game. Um, and to be fair, I've played a couple of games single player as well. And to be honest, the AI in uh, Vermintide Two is ten times better than the AI in Left for Dead. <laughs> Get on. Well, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's move on. As before, I've picked out a couple of stories from... Uh, this is all from the Eurogamer website because I find they're a very trusted source. Check them out. They're awesome. Um, but I took some of the stories that they've uh, published um, and I'm just going to read them out. We'll see what we think of them. So, Wait. first one... Well, um is PlayStation has just had its best ever financial year as PS5 sales hit 7.8 million. Wow. Of course it has. Wow. They're all gone. Of course it has. Scalpers. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Basically. Like, all the scalpers have got them. None of the fucking I mean, people want news. to play it. Yeah. No, like, I just thought I'd saw it in there, but it just made me laugh. It was like, yeah, that's, that's probably why. But Sony are probably yeah. there going, oh, well... <laughs> We got I guess they don't really give a shit who, how they people get them as long as they got rid of them. Well, that's a, like the yeah. yeah. So the that's one of the big problems that people have been talking about in the news, isn't it? That companies don't do enough themselves to stop scalping. Like the simple. I think we spoke about it in a few podcasts ago. Actually, I think it was one when Moby was on, um, and we where it's a case of like companies could easily kill scalping just by saying the person who buys the machine is the warranty holder. Like, yeah. you do yeah. that, your scalpers have got nothing because no one's going to buy off a scalper because they won't have the warranty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so... I, I mean, I even just... like the... I like the lottery system that they're introducing. So I know some um, online retailers have brought in a lottery system. I know it's still a pain in the ass, but at least you're more 
you're more likely to get a console, but they basically put you down on a list and then you're contacted to say you've been chosen to have a PlayStation. Um, yeah. I think they've done it with the Series X as well, which is really good. But They have done it with the Series X, yeah. Don't they do that for trainers? It's except, yeah, basically, mate, that's where they got the idea from. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Learn something new every day, didn't you? You do. Hey, I need new shoes. That's all I want. No, new. So, uh, new shoes. The next story is Halo Infinite has crossplay and cross progression. So Halo Infinite supports multiplayer, crossplay, and cross progression. Microsoft has announced. It means that if you play on PC, you can play with those on Xbox One, Series X, and S, and vice versa. And your multiplayer customization and progress follows you across all platforms. I think that's pretty neat. I wasn't expecting I think that, to good. be fair. Because um, I like yeah, the idea that you can... I can play on my Xbox, say, with you, Cal. But then yeah. if I go and play on my PC later, when I come back to the Xbox, I'm not having two different kind of character streams, yeah. if that makes sense. Like Outriders. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't... Yeah. If Outriders was cross-save, great. It's why... Oh, don't get me started on the whole cross-save thing. Pisses me off. <laughs> because, like, Destiny could easily be cross-play, but it's cross-save only. Outriders is cross-play, but not cross-save. It's like, can we not just get a game that's both? And Microsoft are like, oh, yeah, we'll do that with Halo. And everyone's like, fucking hell! Whoa! New! Groundbreaking! And I'm looking at all these other fucking companies like you literally had to tick one more box. That's all yeah. you had to do. Yeah. Tick another box and you would have been ahead of the game. But no. Mm. Douchebags, mate. Um, all right, so the next story is Fall Guys has been delayed on Switch and Xbox. Um, so oh, developer... oh. I, I really like it. I think it's a right yeah, for like Yeah, for like free games... Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's better if you have like multiple people to play with and stuff. Yeah, but I don't have any friends. So. You heard it here first, we folks. You on the show. We invited him on the show we're for actually, a um, reason. We're, we're actually going to put on our Instagram application form um, and you can actually apply to be CJ's friend. That's actually why he's here today. That's actually, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> like, I might do I know it you're now, joking, but for, I'm actually like, you know what? <laughs> This can, be, this, this, can, this can go somewhere. The ironic thing is, Siege, we need people to like our page first no, before they shit. even get to you. That's going to be yeah. the tricky bit, right? Yes, <laughs> this is it. We're all fucked then, aren't we? All right, okay. Um, yeah, developer Mediatonic has delayed the release of Fall Guys for Xbox and Switch. It's saying it needs more time to incorporate everything it wants to include for launch. <laughs> but on the positive side, crossplay is on the way. Which I think is really nice. Wow. I'd love to sit down on the Switch and play against someone on the Xbox or the PS4 uh, or PS5. I'm I mean, it's like it's a free button game, isn't it? Basically, like move, yeah. jump, and dive. That's yeah, it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. What so I'm not really surprised at the fact that they've managed to do a crossplay. It's not really <laughs> a lot of. It's like Among Us, really, there, isn't it? it? Among Us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. I still haven't played. It's oh, another game where everyone's so. like, oh, you should play Among Us. And I'm like, well, no, you I've can't tell me how to live my fucking me. life. 
I quite like it. It's quite a good laugh, I find. Well, I'm among us, or yeah, guys. among us. I've had a, I've had a right laugh with some of my mates, and uh, we they we've played about like fifteen games in a row because we were just like, yeah, this is nice. so fun. Yeah, I can imagine it. Like with your mates, it'd be just fucking hilarious. But oh, when it's like random, random people. people, and the fact that you can get it as an app now, and then I think you have to type who you think you can literally just say, oh, "I'm not the killer." And they're like, oh, if I fucking typed it, so he must not be it. <laughs> like, yeah, he sounds, he sounds sus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, he's double bluffing we'll us. Have to, we'll him. have to play it. We'll all have to play it and we'll, yeah. have, a, we'll have a bit of a laugh. Um, next up, this one's quite cool. Uh, EE now offers Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and unlimited data for gaming at £10 per month. So... Obviously, there's a reason that they're doing this because with Xbox Game Pass, you get xCloud as well. So Mobile Network E is offering a new add-on to its existing phone or SIM-only customers that grants you an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate membership and unlimited data use for gaming for just £10 per month. Now, that's really fucking good because Xbox Game Pass is like £10.99 a month. So yeah, I don't quite know how they're getting money on that because they're giving away data and the fucking game pass for like 99p less but interesting yeah ideal for those who want to use it anyway I got Steve, oh, you say... me to the, oh, thing. the uh, xcloud thing we were talking about last time yeah I received a, <laughs> an invitation yeah. to try it on iOS, and I you didn't think a... that it was coming to iOS. Uh, it's going to be browser-based. Ah, uh, okay. So, oh, I wanted an invitation. I didn't fucking get one. Just go um, on a browser and just Google it. Prepare to be annihilated. Yeah. Uh, Siege, did you mention Among Us? Uh, uh, sure. Well, it's funny you should fucking say that because Among Us is confirmed for PS4 and PS5 this year. Okay. And it's got some ratchet. I guess that would be quite good, though, because you would have audio, I'm guessing, right? As like a game chat. Yeah. So that's on Xbox, don't you? What? It's not on Xbox yet. Is it not? No. Don't confuse me, mate. I'm a simpleton. All right. You do get some cool ratchet and clank gear. For it, do you? you get you can have like a little clank following you around. That's um, class. And you've got ratchet he, he, in his the murderer. <laughs> Blame it on him. Blame it on the I already took the whole thing. I've seen it. <laughs> um, and the final story that I came across actually pissed me off a little bit. Um, oh, and Siege, it'd be interesting to get your views on this as someone who plays it or used to play it, whatever. Um, Activision puts Crash Bandicoot 4 dev Toys for Bob on Call of Duty Warzone development duty. So they basically extinguished Toys for Bob and then re-molded them into the Call of Duty franchise. So they're now joining Raven um, and uh, Infinity Ward and just basically developing for Season 3 of Warzone. What instead of doing any Crash Bandicoot patches and stuff, I think. Yep. That's just fucking I, stupid. 
No, I don't know if this is right. I've sort of read that as they've taken Toys for Bob and gone, you're not making Crash Bandicoot anymore. Um, Mate, that's fucking you're, you're stupid. Just be doing this. Warzone is, is, is going to be a dead game, literally. Oh. They're struggling now, I feel. Crash Bandicoot, mate, it's just iconic. Admittedly, I haven't played the new one, and the main reason is is because the first three are so fucking good. You can just play them, you know. So, um, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it's gonna piss me off a little bit, actually. So it says a tweet from the official Toys for Bob Twitter account said the studio was proud to support development on season three for Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, like they're going to turn around and go, we are fucked up. Fucking What are you doing to us? Crash Bandicoot is our baby, you metalhead yeah. fucking twonks. I mean, I to me, that surprised. doesn't sound like they're not going to do anything more. It just sounds like they, they helped and they're quite pleased the fact that well, they've breached out, haven't they? Is that, is that oh, that's this... what I'm getting from it? This last bit, it says, however, California-based Toys for Bob appears to have suffered staff exits as part of this shift. Character designer and illustrator Nicholas Cole, who worked on Toys for Bob up to January on Crash Bandicoot 4 and before that, the Spyro Reignited trilogy, tweeted, it's the end of an era, but I wish my former co-workers still with TFB all the best with what's ahead. Because he's Mm. clearly walked out and gone, fuck am I working on Call of Duty? Well, yeah, it's a very odd shift. Like, they are two completely different kinds of games. And I'm not saying that the developers aren't talented enough that they could pick up, like, and, and do an FPS or something like that. But it's yeah. like, what? Who at Activision sort of went, we need people? Uh, just get the Crash guys. Just, just get the Crash guys. I'll get them in. To be yeah. fair, who. At board level, who do we think has that kind of fucking in-depth knowledge? Someone's gone, oh, it's a developer. Uh, let the move developer from here to there. Done. I am the captain now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's literally how it goes. What an Activision. You are fucking things up again. Yeah. Anyway, that's the news. So I'm just going to apologize to anyone who was offended by my previous outburst. Um, as you can probably tell, I was quite passionate. Um, so sorry about that. <laughs> to anyone that wasn't offended, I don't apologize. Anyone going to say anything, or are we just going to sit here in silence? No, we're just going to sit here. I'm going to do it now. So uh, here we are. Here we are, on to our next section, which I uh, lovingly created. And it's called Bring It Back, Bring It Back. Got in before you this time, Wiggy, you prick. Thought if I'm good, if anyone's going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's going to be you. I'm sorry, it's very hostile at the minute. <laughs> I apologise, Wiggy. Um, so, Apology not accepted. So, as it has been for all the other episodes, but if you've just joined us, I'll explain again. Uh, Bring It Back is a section that we decided to do that basically allows you to have the moment that you've always wanted and bring back a game you long desire to have. A remaster, 
or a remake or a sequel? Dino Crisis. You still already knew that have was coming. Oh, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Can't have Dino Crisis every fucking time. Oh, um, it's a good game. Strong game. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Strong game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Um, good game. Cool. Right. Uh, who wants to go first on this one? Lovely. You go first, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, um, this is how people know that we never rehearse these shows. <laughs> oh, good God, no, no, we never. I'm rehearse literally trying to think of a game that will remastered. Fucking hell, Nora. Um, I'll tell you what I want because we've spoken about it, um, and we're getting it kind of in the form of black, uh, black, black for blood. Um, back for blood. Back for blood. Um, I want. <laughs> I want a ever a Freudian slip. <laughs> um, I want to see a an official Left for Dead sequel, which is kind of cheating a bit because everyone wants that. But I I love the Left for Dead games, or even just to see it remastered and and be brought back with just a little fresh I coat just, of paint. Stick it I in feel a double like you're pack. You're walking a line again. What do you mean I'm because we're getting line? back for blood, yeah, which is a spiritual not, successor, dead, is it? Yeah, but it's a spiritual successor, and I just, uh, just feel like well, that's, you're... that's like saying you couldn't have had Shenmue because. Like, yeah, but you told me I couldn't successor. have Shenmue, so you told me I yeah, couldn't I have Shenmue, but that was for other reasons. But like, it's, uh... it's because it's a spiritual successor from. All right, a lot of the team that worked on it, but a different studio. <laughs> See what I, I mean? You know, I want, the, I want a, a couple of the actors Left from Left for Dead are in fact dead, so they couldn't do that. <laughs> <Right> now. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. I'll try and think of a. I'll try and think of a different one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh damn it! This is harder than I thought. We to, yeah, we need to discuss these things before I'll, we go I'll on to the podcast. I'll tell you what I would like. Right, go on, well, Steve, you please save thing. us all. I'm going to save you, mate, with a little bit of a throwback. Right, all right. Toys? No, um, I want toys. <laughs> so Reaver remastered, oh, game. mate. Oh, good call. How yes. good would that be with next gen graphics? Oh my fucking yeah. god, that game was like insane. Kane's Legacy. Oh, Legacy Mate. of Kane as well, wouldn't it? Like, oh. oh, whatever. Legacy of Kane, Kane's Legacy is the same fucking thing. Well, potato, they're potato. two different games, weren't they? they no, two I don't think games? so. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can have a look but now. I can't even weigh in on this. I can Google it. I Crystal Dynamics as well. Crystal Dynamics. But yeah, how good would that bloody be? I used to like rinse that game. That game was insane. But next gen graphics, mate. Crystal Dynamics, back when they did decent shit and not that Avengers game we don't talk about. What Avengers game? Ah, see what you did there. That's the right (laughs) way. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. That's a good shout. I've never played it. I've heard a lot of things about it. Be quite interesting to play, especially with it all updated and looking nice and shiny. Such a good game. I remember like going around to my mates 
um we'd like get loads of energy drinks in and just like stay up play that oh it's so good so if i remember rightly it's the first game where they had like the real world and the spectral world and basically you could flip between the two and i thought that was really cool cool no. i um i have actually thought of another one okay um, cool. and I- I don't think I've mentioned this one before. And if I have, I do sincerely apologize. Um, <laughs> I would I would love to bring back a game um, called Lollipop Chainsaw. No, I don't think you have actually mentioned that and, one. And no, I definitely would remember. Hearing, hearing your silence. <laughs> I probably don't know. Um now, one of the reasons I love this for, uh, this film, this game, is because it's been made by film director uh, James Gunn. Uh, oh, and it's, what a boy. I know him. It's a right laugh. Um, yes. It can be considered a little bit sexist if you are offended by those sorts of things. But I just see it as a, as a, as a laugh. Again, it's like... Um, I, oh, not into the chair then. Uh, it's... It's kind of like a hack and slash sort of thing. Basically, um, the world has been taken over by zombies and you play a cheerleader uh, called Juliet Darling. Juliet. I know she's called Juliet. Um, and she's actually a zombie slayer and uses a chainsaw for uh, to killing them, basically. Um, and her boyfriend gets bitten. She does a little bit of magic on him and basically turns him into just a talking head. And he sits on her belt right by her ass for the whole game. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> the whole thing is just incredible. Like The writing's really funny, um, as you can expect for James Gunn. It's just completely bonkers out there. You meet different members of her family. And it's just awesome. It's just... It's, I just had so much fun with it. Um I think I, I played it at a time where I was feeling, uh, you know, not quite myself. And I bought it just thinking, yeah, I'll try it out. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it's a game that I've always wanted to play again, but I don't think it's backwards compatible on the Xbox. And even if they were to just make it backwards compatible, that would be more than enough for me. But I'd love to see a fresh coat of paint or see James Gunn go back to the franchise and try something else go a little bit batshit crazy again and and create a sequel um like there were some brilliant bits in there but i and i one of the memories that i've got of it is playing it really late at night and uh i thought i was finishing it off like yeah it's it's not a scary game or anything like that but there i didn't realize there's two different endings there's a good ending and there's a bad ending i got the bad ending and I wasn't expecting it to be what it Not was. Um, it, it just it just got to me. I, like, I wasn't expecting it. Like it was it freaked me out a bit. And I was kind of like, all right, okay, I gotta I gotta either play something else now or just watch a watch comedy or something like that. Um, looking at it now, I look at it and it was like it's really funny. It's really cool. But I was quite young at the time. And uh, basically, you go back home. Uh, spoilers for anyone. Uh, he doesn't want to hear. I'm not playing it now. Fast forward a bit. Um, but you basically, you go back home and your mum 
is in the kitchen. And you ask her, is, is, like, is she okay? And she's got her back turned to you. Now, in the good ending, it's all, oh, I meant to say, all of this takes place during Juliet's birthday. So in the good ending, she turns around and she's actually made a cake for Juliet. And it's all like, yeah, you're great. Happy birthday, blah, 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 blah. In the bad ending, she turns around and she's this horrible, grotesque zombie that then proceeds to sort of launch itself towards the, the camera a little bit and being like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to eat you guys and rah. And it's all like all in a comic book style, but I don't know. It just got me when I was young. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because of how late it was. I don't know if it's because I was having so much fun and laughing and all that. And then all of a sudden this like scarier bit came in. I don't know, but I always remember it. Always remember it. Um, and then I find out what to do to get the good ending. You basically just have to save people. So there's different people you can save <laughs> in different areas, and you have to save them all. That's it. Mm. It's a great game. It's just stupid fun, which is what it's I quite like fun. in a game. Sometimes you need that, though, don't you? Exactly right. And Make sometimes you need stupid fun. Help. Oh. And you look for a guide. Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. Does that Uh, that count, Wiggy? Does that pass? You don't even know the game, so I could... That came out last year. I don't know. (laughs) It definitely definitely didn't. It came out uh, on the Xbox 360. What year was it? I want to say it was something like 2009? 2010? I was still in school. Oh, and you could get an achievement for looking up her skirt. But oh sexual. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, definitely didn't Google of, that, did you? It was that kind of stupid game. No, someone told me about it actually. Yeah, of course they it, did. It's, yeah. it's called something like Oh, is it something like I swear I did it for the achievement? <laughs> something like that. And it's only 5G, and it's like, oh, I didn't mean to, but you have to like physically wait there for like a little while. And like she covers she covers her ass so you don't see her. And it's like, yeah. Anyway, it's it's um it's a good game. Shows <laughs> her as a powerful woman as well, not just as a sex object. But yeah. Play it, people. Hey, people. Go on, Wiggy, what's yours? So, Newman and Aaron about this, because I did, because I remember the kind of furore we always get into where we do the segment and then realize we haven't thought about the segment. So, past (laughs) Wiggy, and I'm very thankful to past Wiggy, actually put together a list for himself in the situation that he didn't remember to prepare. Um, So, the game that I would like to bring back is uh, Chrono Cross. Um, have you, either of you played any of the Chrono series of games? I don't think so. It, uh, am I thinking along the lines correctly? Chrono with, like Chrono Trigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've never played any of them, but I know Chrono Trigger. Um, so Chrono Cross is, I can't remember whether it was, I know it was 2000 because I was in year 10, um, and I got it for my birthday on PS1. Um, but essentially. Um, you 
have a tropical so unlike a lot of the other ones it's a bit like final fantasy but you had a tropical setting um and you got a boat um and basically you had to to kind of traverse the world and save it which is i guess it's the like normal thing for final fantasy games um save it cool. <laughs> save this world um but it's the theme of like the Chrono series, obviously like Chrono Trigger, which is time. Um, and then Chrono Cross was all about multiple realities. Um, and the main guy, um, interesting in plot, and I need to play it again, actually, because I can't really remember. Um, but he died in one of the parallel, died as a child in one of the parallel universes, which is what triggers your adventure as you, because you died as a child in a different, um, a different uh, parallel world and then the two worlds kind of combine and it gets all like fucked up and you know Japanese anime style but um, the thing that got me about <laughs> Chrono um, Cross is there were like in Final Fantasy you usually get somewhere between like seven and ten characters you can rotate in and out of your party um, all with different sort of um, things. In Chrono Cross, there are about 45 different body okay. members that you could have. Um, and you couldn't obtain them all in one playthrough, so you had to use New Game Plus. Um, and if I remember rightly, I could be making this up, so I might have to do some research and then update there. I think that Chrono Cross was one of the first games ever to have New Game Plus. Oh, that's interesting. That's an actual feature. Um, I can't help you out there. I honestly don't know. Shall I, shall I have a quick look? I'm going to have a quick look. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, <laughs> oh, no. It was coined in Chrono Trigger. So it was the Chrono series that had New Game Plus. Um, but yeah, Chrono Trigger was the first one to introduce New Game Plus. Yeah, yeah. Call yourself a gamer. Oh, no, no, no information to me there, but uh, oh, I got yes, the series, yes. right? Not just the game. No, I mean, not enough. the game, not the series, but yeah. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, Chrono Cross. So I'd love them to... I think what would be really cool, to be honest, is if they... Because they were like four games, I think. Five, maybe. Again, I'm not doing that research now. I could click and, and find out, but yeah, I don't know. And I did four games. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't click anything else. It was on the on the notes that I made. Thanks, Passwiggy. Everybody celebrate Passwiggy for actually doing some work. Uh, but well, it'd be really yeah. cool if they just did like a Chrono remaster with all four titles in it. Like that would be insane. And you probably considering that. Although they were all really big games, they were big games at a PS1 standard, I reckon you could probably fit them all onto one disc now. Yeah, I, I think you could, well, you, can, you could probably fit it onto like a Switch cartridge. And imagine that yeah. coming onto Switch. I think that'd be like a perfect little game for it. Can it's you get Chrono Trigger on Switch? Because you could get it on the DS. I don't know, actually. But yeah, so... Um... Yeah. But yeah, Chrono Cross was one of my favourite ones. Chrono Trigger, everyone, well, I say pretty much everyone knows Chrono Trigger. Um, Chrono Trigger is such a mind-bendy game that you do have to play multiple times in order to understand. Yeah. Time travel! 
get on. I'm seeing so, that as an absolute win. For this for this episode's bring it back, we have DJ. Hello. You wanna say yours? Oh, alright. So Weaver. Bring it back. We have my choice, Lollipop Chainsaw. Bring it back. And Wiggy's choice. Chrono Cross. Bring it back. But also probably bring back all of them in one complete edition. That's like on those adverts where you see like <laughs> borrow a loan of up to date. Probably still going to be less gigabyte than Warzone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The entire Final Fantasy series from 1 to 15 is probably less gigabytes than <laughs> Including the remake. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was Bring It Back. Moving on. So we come to upcoming games that we're looking forward to. Um, upcoming games. I, I've got to admit, there's nothing in particular that I'm really <gasps> like itching for, apart from oh, oh, oh the. So you're going to say the same thing that I'm going to say? Avocados. No, I not. Doubt. Mine's a Switch game. Oh no, then. Oh, 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 oh. This is the only game that anyone should care about when listening to this podcast. I was actually going to have it as the only piece of news that we spoke about today, but I decided against it. Lab. They have released a trailer. House of the Dead remake. Meh. I know, I'm so excited. Yeah, basically, um, as many people may know, it's one of my favourite franchises. Uh, I love the House of the Dead games. I love arcade shooters. I love light, light gun on rail shooters. Um, and the team Forever Entertainment, I may have got that wrong. I apologise if it is. Um they did the Panzer Dragoon remake, which was really good. And uh, they've only gone and bloody done it with House they've of the Dead. They've only gone and bloody done it. Oh, no, I'm, I tell you what, I'm so excited. As soon as I saw that footage, as soon as it was announced, I was really excited because they're doing number two as well. So they're doing one and two, but they're obviously releasing them separately. Um, yeah. And do you know what? What Number one was the game that I never, I've never played that one from start to finish all the way through. Oh, interesting. Um, well, it was only so ever they... through. It was only ever in the arcades that I saw it and played it, but it's never been re-released because they lost the code. Sega's lost the oh. code. For so the did they have to rewrite the whole code then again? They they must have. They must have had to painstakingly go through like old arcade machines and um, like old videos and stuff like that and piece together all these different bits. And be like, all right, okay, so we have to do this here. These guys come out of this door, or you turn this way, and there's something here, or there's a pathway, whatever it is. They had to obviously go through each one. And I'm really, really excited because not only am I getting House of the Dead back, it's also one that I haven't 
played all the way through. And I'm really, really excited. I cannot wait. Um, it looks great. Um, obviously, it's going to use the Joy-Cons as light guns, but I'd imagine yeah. they're going to do like joystick controls as well. So if you're playing on the go and you just want to use the joystick, that's fine by me. I'm more than happy to do that. I do it on the PS4 at the minute when I play House of Dead 3, 4, and Overkill. Like every now and again on PlayStation Now. So, oh, I, honestly, I, I'm so excited. I, I, I was so pleased that they look like they've done a good job and it's coming out later this year so oh nice not too long and i can't wait for the second one because that's my favorite other than four so yeah that was mine the house of the dead remake check it out look good seed what about you um what games am i looking forward to not a lot you know i'll kind of other than the house of the dead remake well, not even that, actually. I mean, I'm, uh, yeah. The thing is with me, right? I, I get really easily, like, uh, I lose interest quite fast. So, mm. with something like that. We talked about this like, last time, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but because it's an old game, I'm very much like, I kind of already played that in the arcades as a kid. Like, there's not going to be anything different except for it's going to be handheld. Like, yeah, and it's but, it's updated. Like it's it's not the old graphics; it's new graphics and stuff. What is it going to be like? Next gen graphics, or well, next gen for what it was in the I arcades mean, and the Saturn. For I say next gen, it's pretty much just going to be like PS3 graphics, and that'd be next gen for it. Um, yeah, that's um, basically what it would be. I mean, that's, you're not wrong. I mean. <laughs> I don't really know. I I really want to. What's that bloody game? Is it called uh, like Xeno or Kino or something like that? The Bridge of Spirits or something. Oh, I know what. Yeah, the thing that's a timed exclusive on PS Five. That looks beautiful. That's something I really want to play. But I don't know when that's been announced. I don't actually know because it was it was alpha footage they showed at the PlayStation Five announcement. And they've also got up there. There's a few games, all right. So just tell me to stop. Life is Strange Episode Three. Holy shit! Can't wait for that. And also, you played the Life is Strange series, isn't it? There's a complete remaster coming as well. Oh, see, that's sick. And then obviously for that then, because I haven't played the others. Oh, mate, it's brilliant. Resident Evil. Oh Oh, man, that was what I was going to say. Yeah, I know you was. That's why I said it. Lady yeah, Dimitrescu, I am coming. I'm excited for a lot of games that are coming, but I feel like these games should already be here. Do you know what I mean? Like when the PS5 was announced, we had this announcement of all these cool sort of games, and yet we have to wait a year, two years for these games to actually even. Well, that's surface. because people are having to wait a year or two years to actually have a fucking PlayStation. Yeah, but I don't. So where's the <laughs> fucking game? Do you know what I mean? But that, that's I've got there's so now many money. games that I am looking forward to, but now my, I mean, those like, are a couple um that I'm like, oh my god, especially that Kina, I think it's called K-E-N-A. Kina, or is it pronounced Ina? I don't know. Who gives a shit? It looks good. But yeah. It's a game. It looks shit. Hot. Shit hot, <laughs> not shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. Shit hot. <laughs> <laughs> 
what are you looking forward to then, Wiggy? Resident Evil. Resident Evil Village, but the <laughs> piece de la resistance, my like one of my all-time favorite games ever, favorite trilogies ever. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I've seen this, you know, because I actually, oh. actually, I haven't actually, I actually have never played Mass Effect. Oh, mate, you've got to do it. You've got to fucking yeah. do it. Like, so with the Legendary Edition, Warren, they're bringing like all three of the games together with all mm. of the DLC just into one epic storyline. Yeah. So you don't have to like buy each individual one. It's just one thing. They've gone back through mass effect one and redone all of the graphics so yeah i've seen the comparison it looked beautiful like they so two and three is essentially remasters because they already had Mm. decent graphics so they've all they've had to do is fine tune them for next gen and for um pc but with mass effect one they were like we could have done that but at the end of the day it would have been such a polar difference to two and three that you'd be playing one game and then two others. So what they did is they've gone back through, changed like the shooting mechanics so that it's in line with two and three. They've changed like, so that as you go through the game, there's no sudden like jarring change of of thematics or graphics. So I think that's going to be like phenomenal. And they're like, the second thing as well is that they, as I say, it's just going to flow like one game. So it won't be a case of like, doing that it will be you get up to the end of mass effect one and you just straight into mass effect two like you don't have to just load a different thing you just flow into it so you complete the last that... boss watch the last kind of video straight we'll into the video that. to do the second one so i've <laughs> got like that mass effect uh hollyoaks omnibus or whatever it's called um but i've never actually played it what's it called Hollyoaks Omnibus. What's it called? Uh, a Mass Effect Quadruple Nomalignus or whatever. Andromeda? I've got that one. Do you have to play all the other games to understand the story of the last one? Or is it very much like you can... So Mass Effect of... Legendary Edition is the full Mass Effect story. So you don't yeah. need to play Andromeda. That's the fucking one. Hey. <laughs> How many times did I say Andromeda? How many you times? I was just fucking. I know. Yeah, you said it loads. I, I just had to reiterate you it. Did not, you did not. For him to understand it. it. Yeah, but I didn't know what you're saying. I don't <laughs> understand you. Yeah. Andromeda is a prequel, isn't it? No, Andromeda happens at technically at the same time, but in the Andromeda oh. galaxy. So it's a sequel prequel. Oh. It's like a mid prequel. <laughs> wow. We we could have gone a, you know different ways there, but yeah, it's a but, yeah. I think I will get it, but I don't really want to spend like eighty nine quid for it. Well, my brother, um, thank you, bro. If you're listening to this, bought it for my birthday, so yeah, it well, comes out on the fourteenth, and my birthday is the fifteenth. But ironically, I won't be playing it on the fourteenth because we're all going to the pub. Yeah. So it's out oh, this month. Opened. Yeah. Oh, W. Can you buy it you for know my what birthday? I... <laughs> My my birthday's this month, and I didn't realise it was coming out. That's because all the best month, so people might... are born in. Are all our birthdays in May. Yeah, because yeah, all the best people are born in May, mate. Hey, with May boys. Um, but yeah, I might ask uh, 
I might ask that for my birthday if someone's looking to get me something. Wiggy's brother, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wiggy's brother. Can I cover another copy with you? Yeah, mate. Oh, I'd like to play on the PlayStation, please. <laughs> um, yeah, so the I had number two, and I disgust myself even now saying this. I went straight into number two. Um, obviously, not knowing how much of a story there was and how much impact missing out on the first game would be. Um, the good news is I didn't play much of it. So that, that's something at least. But I know they, they've been heralded as some of the best um, RPGs, I suppose, as, of all time. So yeah. I've, I've, I Mass definitely Effect want to play Dragon them. Age, like... Yeah, both Bioware. Bioware titles, brilliant. And of course, the best Bioware game that no one could forget, Sonic the Hedgehog, the Dark Brotherhood um, <laughs> on the DS, which we'll, we'll swiftly move over. We'll um, move over from that. Just yeah. Leave that behind, like so, uh, everyone should have. Yeah. Um, actually, it wasn't terrible. It was just turn-based, which I couldn't get on with. don't like turn-based. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely want to play the Mass Effect games, and I think this is now the way to go, because they're all on yeah, Xbox so. Game Pass, but when I heard they're being remastered, I thought, I'll just go into that. I can't be... Sounds really bad. I can't be bothered to start a journey to then stop partway through and then start to play the remaster and begin the journey all over again, because the choices that I made might not be the same each time. Like I want to make those decisions in the Well, moment. that's the thing that they've... If I made really, the wrong decision, that's it. I've made the wrong decision. They've really celebrated about the Legendary Edition as well. Is Obviously, you don't have to, at the beginning of the next game, and the beginning of the third game, reiterate what your choices were yeah. or load a save. Basically, if I make a decision at the beginning of Mass Effect 1, then I don't need to remember that I did that in Mass Effect 3 and then I can cry because I can wish in Mass Effect 3 that I had never made that decision. But it's too late now, like life. <laughs> yeah, like, like life. I, I, I do quite like it when games do that. Um, and they and they do make an impact on what choices you make. But like I say, I've never been one to be like, oh, no, I've got to go back. I've got to do the different one. I've made that decision. That's my fault. That's, I just have to live I've, with the I've, consequences. I fucked it. I fucked it, mate. It's my fault. I fucked it. Well, a brilliant contender for that is the Walking Dead series, the Telltale Walking Dead series. Um, and I kind of hope I get a similar thing out of Mass Effect of like really feeling like, oh my God, I've, have I made the right choice? But, yeah. And of course, Resident me. Evil. But, get on, mate. In the middle of the fucking podcast. People have yeah, to no. clean their ears out there. I did it on purpose because I could have muted myself and I went to the mute button and then I was like, do you know what? No, we want to make this feel visceral. Make it feel real. So I'm just going to burp. Next up. <laughs> send, send us £20 and you can smell Wiggy's burp in our new scented candle. burp vision Um... Yeah, so and, and Resident Evil 8 on um, Village, I'm really looking forward to anyway, because I loved number seven. And yeah, I, I like it. I, I like it. They went with different characters because it feels odd that they're carrying on with Ethan, but yeah, you know. We'll yeah, see but they are bringing in, 
older characters as well, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. But I just don't see the link. Like, why are certain characters I mean? bad guys now? What the fuck is that about? <laughs> are they though? Because we don't fully know. So anyway, no. So that's the thing. That's why I really want to play it. Because in the trailer, mm. you're like, hmm, you're a bad guy. But I remember you being a good guy. What is happening? Oh, really yeah. tall, sexually appropriate lady. <laughs> really, really tall, fabulous tall, lady. Really tall, sexually appropriate lady. <laughs> oh, can I have changed my gamer tag? Right. Oh, man. I want to put that on my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just that sort of, or make a female Tinder profile. Of Lady Dimitriscu. Oh no, I'll just put it in my profile as I'm looking for a really tall, sexually appropriate female. Or vampire lady. <laughs> vampire lady. Uh, oh, I just died inside, but it was the best way to oh, die. Well, moving on. So, here we are. We come to our feature presentation for this episode entitled Recalibration. Now, this is all about mental health and video games. Um, I'm going to put a little bit of a warning on there. We're going to be talking about some subjects that may be upsetting or distressing to some. Um, These are some of our own experiences. So we don't claim to be psychologists or doctors, anything like that. If you do feel that you need help, there are many charities out there. There's many um, places that you can get help, including your doctor's. Um, and friends and family are always there to support you. And we will include links in uh, wherever we post this episode in yes. the description. Yes, we should also do that. Um, that's not and on Instagram. We're going to take, and on Instagram. Um, that doesn't mean we're going to take it into a really, really somber tone and that everyone's going to feel really depressed afterwards. We're just going to say a little bit about how gaming has influenced us and helped with our mental health and where it may have also hindered our mental health in some cases. Um, Each of us have got a different uh, form of mental health. I'm sure we're all okay to share what it is we have, but if we're not, we'll just skip over that and we'll just talk about the video game side of it. I'm happy to go first. If you guys are okay with that. I'm happy with that boy. Yeah. Get on. So I myself, uh, I suffer from depression and anxiety. Um, I have done for quite a few years. And even before I suffered from that, I was playing games for a long time just to make myself happy. Um, you know, I went through some stuff when I was younger um, in school and things like that, like the, the, the typical sort of bully sort of stage and things like that. And that sort of shocked my confidence a bit. But I found a lot more confidence when I began to play video games. Um, and... As I, as I grew older, things started happening. I ended up in a job that I really didn't like, and it was, it was quite horrible to be um, in that position sometimes. With uh, It's basically a customer service role um, in a call center, and you, you know people were hiding behind a phone, and it, it got a little bit nasty and things like that, and it, it, it shook me up a little bit. Plus, I also went through a really bad breakup at the time, and that all just... Basically, it was the draw that broke the camel's back um and i decided that i was going to get it sorted so i went to the doctors i got uh, um a present for my condition but as i say all the way through 
from start to finish, I always had video games there to help me out. And whether that was just to take myself away for a few minutes or a couple of hours, I knew that I could just leave my life behind and venture into whatever world that I was going in, whether that was running around collecting rings in Green Hill Zone or even exploring different galaxies and planets in Destiny. Everything was there for me to escape. And that's one of the things I love about video games. It's not just the fun and and what they look like and how, how they can make you feel, but also that they can take you to these worlds that no other form of media really can and fully immerse you into a different place and forget about your own world as well. So um, I, could, I could go into more, but I'll, uh, I'll hand it over to one of you guys if you're happy to say a little bit about um, your mental health and how gaming sort of helped you with, with uh, coping with your mental health. Go on, Wiggo. Oh, <clears throat> hello everyone! I just <laughs> I just dropped my phone on my balls, which is a great description of my mental health. Um, <laughs> great transition! <laughs> great transition! Um, so, for those of you that are new to listening to the Mega Squad Pod, for those of you who do not know me personally, um, I have bipolar type two. Um, and you can learn a lot about the, the best place to learn about bipolar. If you want to know more about bipolar type one, type two, um, is to go to Mind, so Mind's website, um, and they do a really good breakdown. Um, bipolar UK as well, they do a good breakdown as well. Um, so great places to kind of learn about how that affects people that suffer from bipolar and how people with bipolar can kind of manage their lives. Um, now, I've obviously had bipolar all my adult life but I actually only got diagnosed with it four years ago so when I was 32 so I lived like probably the better part of my teenage years being bullied with like depression and going through like my 20s same um, all up to then learning how to properly manage it in my 30s um, and through all of that darkness gaming was always a way to escape. So there are two things that I'm very passionate about. Writing, which is why I got published, and that was a challenge in itself. And gaming, which is why I started this podcast with Cal. <laughs> um, and it was those two things that would always help me. And I guess this is why we wanted to put the trigger warning on it, because I'm going to drop an honesty bomb now. So if it wasn't for video games and gaming in general, I would not be here doing this podcast now and trying to make the world a better place for other people. Not just by the podcast, but you know, by volunteering and, and all of that stuff. Because in my life, I have had, before I was treated for bipolar, I have had six suicide, what they called like suicide situations. Um, not necessarily attempts, um, they kind of factor in there, but they, they're like kind of suicidal ideation moments. Um, and four of those, the only way I was able to come back from them was by throwing myself into a game. So the biggest one for that, Skyrim. The first time I got Skyrim on PS3, right? 
Skyrim launched the day that I attempted to do something very stupid. And if you are feeling that way, as we said, with there's links in the, the the kind of page for this podcast, and um, we find that I'll put the links on our Instagram as well. Um, there are plenty of people you can reach out to, but even if it's hard. But for me, I had that kind of like going from I don't want to be here anymore, which was a silly decision when you're kind of in a good frame of mind. You realize that, but I went for. Um, from that to just throwing myself into Skyrim because I was like, I could either not be here at all or I could not be here, but be here, if that makes sense. So I was like, cool, I'm not happy in who I am right now and I need to work on a way to fix that. Escapism is a way to help with that. Um, and some people, and it, it frustrates me sometimes and, and you like, feel free to give input CJ or, or Cal, but some people like, have said to me, like, gaming is running away from your problems. You know, you're not confronting your problems if you're gaming, you know, like it's a distraction. And there's part of it, yeah, that is distraction. But escapism, whether that be reading books, watching TV, you know, going for a long walk in the woods on your own, like, all of these different things are escapism. They're just different routes. And for me, at that time, because I was in a bad place, I'd just broken up with my girlfriend who I was engaged to, like Skyrim, becoming a Nord, and like flinging around a big great axe, which then turned into just sneaking around with a bow and arrow. Um, Skyrim flaws was like the way to, for me to deal with it. And it's how I'm still here now. And that has been a repeat throughout my life um so yeah that's why gaming a is like really important to me but b i also see gaming as like a way to to help your mental health do you know what i mean so yeah so that's why i guess for me doing this episode to talk about mental health and gaming and the hope that someone would be listening to this and going, do you know what? Maybe escaping to Skyrim is a better idea than what I'm feeling right now. Brilliant. So yeah. So that's where that came from. If that made sense. No, I think that's, that's really good. And thank you for, for sharing that Wiggy. Um, I, I would agree with you. Like I, I'd never really see gaming as, running away from your problems in some cases it can even help you overcome your problems you know if you i'm not saying you should live your life like a video game or you should live your life like a film star or whatever but sometimes it's just little things that you do in games that can help you overcome real life problems as well and you you sort of think back to like oh well when i was playing this i did this and you know, that helped out a lot of people or that helped myself out. So I'm not talking about like going tossing someone up in the air with a fusrudar, but you, you know what I mean. That's you how know, I got like, through life. I started running down the street going, fusrudar! <laughs> um, and people were looking at me like, what the fuck is going on with that guy? And I was like, I'm going to go home you, now. But do you see what I mean? Like, would you agree with that? Like, I find that it's, it, you know, it helps you with certain problem solving. And even if that just means caring for yourself, like the games can still offer you that in a way. 
That's true. Yeah. So, Steve, what, what about? Oh, go on, go on. I'm, I was literally just about to say the same. <laughs> That's all right. Well, Steve. Steve, how's it going? <laughs> um, God, it's 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 weird to kind of actually like openly talk about it, isn't it? Sometimes, um, yeah, definitely. It, you know, it's it's. I, I guess I'll just start off by saying, you know, like, don't ever think that, you know, your mental health or someone else. It's not like top trumps. Like everybody suffers exactly, from it yeah. in different ways. It's like just make sure you get the help and don't let it get too far. Um, that that you don't really see like a way back. Uh, for me, it, you know, when I was younger gaming has always been there and it always has been there and it's always been like that reliable sort of friend does that make sense where it's like it's 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 not a person it's it's always going to be there it's only you know a three second thing where i can turn on the the tv and i can actually like you said kind of get lost into that um realm of whatever it may be in um Mm. there's definitely times in my life where um from a kind of completely different uh spin of it is where it's actually i i've personally felt that it's actually kind of destroyed um some relationships because i've put that first does that make sense because for me 100 oh, like yeah it's like my comfort blanket and to, to actually kind of step away from it and going into what you were saying about dealing those challenges head on this it's not as easy as saying it than doing it um you know, as you guys know, like I, I suffer from depression, anxiety. I got left temporal epilepsy. Um, so you know, it's it's a bit of a mess, and every single person deals with it in different ways. But with games, you can always kind of go back and just have fun. That that's what gaming is about, and it, it, it that's a different story where you know gaming now is more competitive than it is just having fun, but. Um, it's 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 a weird conversation to have because I don't know. Do you know? No, you don't. Know. It's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird relationship that I have with it because sometimes I just fucking despise it and I wish that I wasn't enjoying it. But then, like what you said, Wiggy, is like if it wasn't for it, I, you know, without getting too dark, is the fact that you know realistically you're probably not gonna be here having this conversation you know um but seeking out that help is is very vital because you if yeah. you're suffering alone that's that's the biggest that's the struggle is, is because you, you're just you're fighting with yourself and it, yes it's so much easier just to say be happy like fuck off i'm not saying that i'm saying yeah just understand it and grow from it you know, and everybody d- deals with it in different ways. And it makes me sad to think that, you know, there's people in the world that obviously don't have that opportunity or they don't feel like they can open up. And I know we've, uh, we're going to put all the links um, in the Instagram and all of that, but don't ever feel that like you can't reach out to us. If you don't want to speak to a professional yeah. and you just want to actually speak to one of the, one of the, you know, the base, well, we're, we're happy to. We may not understand it um, to the extent that you understand it, but we we might be able to kind of, you know, help in that sort of way. 
Yeah. But that's pretty much what I got to say. Well said. Yeah, that was really well said. I think to like elaborate on that as well, like there is, which brings me to a question from someone who didn't want to, someone who wanted to remain anonymous. And we always appreciate questions from people that want to be anonymous because it gets us to talk about something. So Mm. don't ever feel you have to, you can't ask us a question because we might say what your name is in a podcast. You can always ask no, me. So the the it quite it leads on quite well from from what you were talking about there, CJs. The question was, do you as uh, individuals who have mental health concerns or have suffered with mental health ever feel that gaming becomes a detriment? And you mentioned it a little bit there, CJ. Yeah. So you kind of answered it on your point. Yes, yeah. But I one hundred percent can say that it is a fine line between gaming as a support mechanism to keep you alive like it has done for me in the past yeah and gaming as an addiction where gaming becomes the problem so much like um you were like really honest about then cj with like relationships in the past Mm. like that has happened to me so um like laying it out there so i was with Um, I have a daughter, so I was with her mum. We're not together anymore. Um, But during that time, my liver tried to kill me, which is ironic, um, because obviously I had no control over that. But that made me quite depressed. Um, And obviously I had a family unit around me then. I had a stepson, my daughter, um, a partner, and I pushed all of them away and threw myself entirely into gaming because of all my anxieties and my worries about, you know, dying or not being there for them because I'd be gone. And so gaming became that kind of, what's the word? Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Coping mechanism in a way, isn't it? Well, it was a coping mechanism. It was sort of like, devil's, no, I can't think of the word. It basically- your medication I, in a way. I didn't, like, I turned to gaming because I was worried about losing my family. And by gaming, I lost my family. Does that make sense? So yeah. I went so far into my anxiety around not being there for them because I might die from my liver or whatever, um, that I distanced myself from them by gaming. And then gaming became a crutch, which then ultimately led to the breakdown of that relationship. Yeah, I, I think, go on, sorry. And I was just going to say, like, that was a learning point for me, knowing then that there is a fine line. Like, we can all be honest, there's a super fine line between this being a good thing and this being a bad thing. And it is no different. In my eyes, like, you may disagree with this. In my eyes, gaming is no different to drinking. Like, if you drink in moderation, it's fine. You're not going to do yourself any damage. You're going to have a couple of good nights out. You know, you're going to have a good time with friends, play some pub games, you know, have a chat, have a laugh. Um, But when you start drinking every day, it becomes a problem. Do you know what I mean? Um, And the same can go for, like, other narcotics. Um, Don't condone using narcotics, but, you know, you could use it once, and you'd be fine. And you, yeah. know, you might escape for something, you know, but mm. use it too often and you it becomes a crutch and then it becomes a problem. So yeah. I feel like gaming 
to me is is like that you know it can fix things but if you do it too much it can break things yeah it's kind of going like going off the back of that it's very much like you know in the past and sometimes it's like i do it because i'm aware that i'm not very nice to be around in that mindset so i feel like i'm a burden so it's like if i distract myself and keep myself quiet just playing the playstation i'm not going to upset anybody or and that's that's what depression does do you know what i mean and it's majority of the beautiful they're not even thinking that you know they're just kind of like there's this quiet bloke he's just uh dying constantly on returno but actually i'm doing it because i don't want to upset people does that make sense yeah. you know you lock and it's, yourself away and you lock and, yourself away because yeah you, you you know you understand that relationship that you have with that console it's it's a weird yeah. conversation to have but yeah no, that's understandable i mean i'm i i'm just thinking about it from the other way like i've going back to the question that you asked wiggy i've had it Kind of the opposite. Like I've I've always been able to sort of like put something down and and be like right okay I'll do something with yourself and I've 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 always said with with partners in the past like you know this is a game like I can pause this um, and we can do stuff together and things like that but um, in in some cases it was more that I wasn't getting that time to let myself relax and to let myself, you know, just, just have that time to mentally unload in a way into a game. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. Like, and again, like I, I think that was it. Like I wouldn't give myself enough time to be like, right. Okay. This is your time. It's not that you don't want to spend time with this other person. You just yeah, need of course this time not. Yeah. to, to, um, you know, almost mentally rebuild yourself and just give yourself yeah. a chance to rest, even if it is just like sat, sat playing a game. And I think in some cases it was difficult for others to understand that. And I still feel that now. Like sometimes yeah, I just, I totally agree. as you said, see, you just want to lock yourself away and yeah. um, sit and play a game, not have anyone talk to you, not have any anything else going on. Yeah. shutting everything off and just focusing on that but some people may think of that as you say as a you'll be an antisocial or oh that's not yeah. going to help or why, why don't you do this or come with me we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do that and so, I guess know, it's seeing it from like someone else's point of view as well they might not you know for, say for that certain person they, they may suffer from um, depression or mental health or whatever it may be and mm. then them seeing it a completely different view so you yeah. know for you where it's like you're saying like you kind of need that time to yourself and the best way to do that is to get lost in a game uh mm. you know saying but for them it's actually that quality time that they need but for you and you it's virtually impossible to find that balance where you both can make each other happy because you always want to be wanting to revert back to your yeah. comfort zone. And yeah. um, I mean, when you find that, you know, just don't let it go. And yeah, ex- exactly. Like I, I've, I've recently gone through um, uh, a breakup and 
A what? A breach, did you say? <laughs> no breach. Oh, breach. You know, I've, um, uh, yeah, I've yeah. Like, through, uh, like, yeah, like, we've, we've gone through breakups. And like, I, I must admit, like, my ex would always give me time if I needed it. And yeah. he would always be there to help me. And vice versa, I would always be there to help her. And we'd sort of take it in turns to be like, yeah. okay, yeah. let's help you today, help me the next day, and things like that. And and a lot of the time it worked out to be that on her off days, I was feeling okay. So we, you know, we'd do something to, you know, help her out. And then vice versa, on days that I was feeling really, really down um, and really bad, then she would always yeah. be there to, to sort of, just yeah, help I, out. Totally, I totally um, agree. Now that that sort of disappeared, it's still kind of there because it's nice to go out with friends and things like that. But yeah, you you have to sort of find other ways to, yeah. or, or in, in my case, I have to find other ways in sometimes to take my mind off things. And sometimes it's hard to get through those blocks and that sort of yeah. brick wall that stops you from. Um, you know, like seeing people and things like that. And you just want to lay in bed. You just want to watch a film. You just yeah, want to yeah. want to sit and play a video game. Um, and it does become a little bit of a blur from, am I playing this because I'm not feeling great? Or am I playing this because I really want to play it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, I convince myself every time that I want to play this. Like, I, I do really want to play it. Um, and you know, 90, 95% of the time it is because I really want to play a game, but then sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I just, yeah. It's like, even I have to admit, like, when I'm looking back now, it's like, you know, uh, uh, and and kudos to my um, ex because it was like, part of me feels like, you know, I took advantage of that sweetness where it was like, you know, it was like, quite happy for me to just kind of sit there and play games but uh, behind the curtains I didn't really see and I was I was selfish in that sort of way you know so it's just a kind of like you know I apologize in a, in a weird kind of surreal way and it's the decision made was probably you know the the, the bravest thing I've seen because it probably wasn't easy because I probably was not that great to be around, you know. If you imagine, like, I would wake up and just sit in front of the TV constantly, so it it must have been really difficult for that that person to actually go. Do you know what? I need to make myself happy, you know. And people deal with it in different ways. It's it's a, it's one of those things. Like going back to what I said, where it's like it could be the smallest thing where you actually feel sad in the day, where you know you're not sleeping well and then that brings down your mood it, it, it these all go to like it, it just all spirals into that one sort of passage it's yeah. um it's a tough one it's a tough subject and you've always got to look after yourself at the same time of course like, you do man yeah. it's, it's it's not to say that you know you should do like, if you have got a partner like or or friends around you like it's not to say you've got to do what they want to no. do all the time or what they expect from you you don't have to give that um it's it's you you've still got to look after yourself the same time. Um, i think what, what i could take from it is communicate with each other 
and just yeah. talk openly about it and just be like, you know, and try and help them kind of see and be willing to um, change. So if you are feeling that your relationship is on a on, on a tether, try and have that conversation because it would be worth obviously that not going down that route because at first you're going to feel like shit, but eventually you'll start finding yourself again. I promise. So if you're in a similar um, situation, you know, to, to us where, you know, it's still very raw and it's still very true, you know, I, I'm starting to find my sense of humor a little bit more now. So it's kind of good. You know, I'm starting to have a, a little bit more of a chuckle, you know, so it you does get become better. A, a, a cunny fun again. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. does get better. Be it's it's going to take time. And I'm a big believer in like, you know, time heals everything. You just got to just keep fighting. Easier said than done, but keep keep that, keep keep true to the path. Mm. Get off the grass. Oh, you sound like a sense. You sound like a sensei. Oh, yeah. You sound like you could be sat at the top of a mountain, like keep true to the path. DJ the sensei. I've been playing Ghost of Shishima and I, so I've been doing all of those uh, haikus. <laughs> Ghost of Shishima. Um, well, that, funnily enough, that, that, well, no, it doesn't lead me on in any way, shape or form, but I'm going to say this next bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Leading on um, to nothing, I'm just going to keep what, going. What um, Have any of you guys got like certain criteria for games that... When you're feeling down and you think, mm-hmm. I yeah, this I'm, I'm not feeling good today. I'm going to just yeah. play a game and get lost. In it. What what sort of game do you tend to pick if you're not feeling? Can, well, 100%. Can, oh, I I tell you one thing that I have stopped playing. And originally it was started off as that. It's like, I'm not in a great place. Like, I don't want to play this type of game today. But then I realized that actually I don't want to be playing those types of games. Hmm. And those types of games are like PvP competitive online shooters Hmm. or PvP, pretty much PvP games of any kind now. Because what happened with me and what kind of did the, like, triggered my aversion to them and the realized that actually they don't do my mental health very good anyway is i was playing call of duty um modern warfare i was in a lobby with some friends like people i genuinely thought were were good friends um and the banter got really dark because we were losing and personal attacks started happening and for me, that was the first time that it had got so close to home because before I've been in like games and toxic like um, lobbies, like Call of Duty is known for it. So like, I don't ever go into a call. I didn't ever go into a Call of Duty game thinking this is not going to be a toxic game, you know, because it fucking is like mm. the community is like 90% toxic, 10% people yeah. just want to have fun. Yeah. And being in that party and then getting attacked by people that I thought I trusted and getting called things like crazy and mental by people that know I have a mental health concern. Like it's the first time ever that I have literally got up, turned off my console, unplugged my console, put it in its box and hidden it away Mm. because I was that hurt. 
you know? Um, yeah. And I never go near any of those games anymore. The only competitive games I play really these days are Overwatch and hats off to Overwatch because it has such a lovely community. Like you get the occasional person that pops in chat easy, but you get those cunts everywhere. But like there's no one is ever personally out to attack anyone. And like if they want you to change character, for example, like if you're being if you're not good in a competitive match, for example, in Call of Duty, people will just eat you alive. They'd just be horrible, vindictive, you know, in those sorts of games. Rainbow Six Siege is the same. In Overwatch, people will often say, please, can you switch for this reason? And like, if people yeah. say that to me, like if I'm not having a good day as Reaper, for example, who I play as quite often, if I'm not having a great day as Reaper and someone says, you're not having a good day, you know, please, could you play as this character? I will switch because someone has asked me kindly and given me the reason why. And so I'll accept, you know, I'm not playing well, do that. And then they're thankful. They say, thank you for doing that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas in Call of Duty, you don't get that. You just get called shit, yeah. get wanker, I fucked your mum, all good. of that stuff. And when like the final straw for me the straw that broke the camel's back was when i was in that party with people i thought were on my level you know that we were like bros like acquainted like really good acquaintances that sort of stuff and then to be attacked by them because i wasn't having a great day was yeah. just like that's toxicity to the highest level and that yeah. actually caused me to have an episode so it caused me to have a depressive episode which is why i put the console away and never touched it ever again for like three weeks was because I was in a downer. Luckily, it didn't trigger such a major downer that, you know, I became suicidal. But that was a trigger for me. And so immediately after that, I was like, even if I've got people like friends that I love and adore, like you guys, like I couldn't even trust to go into Call of Duty with you guys now because that's the effect it's had on me. It's not that I don't trust you two. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I've yeah, seen the effect it's had on other people. Um, and so that's when like... Like even in Destiny 2, I won't play the Crucible anymore because the Crucible mm. is quite a toxic place. Um, yeah. which is why anymore whenever they have a challenge, constant. yeah, whenever they have challenges in, in Destiny where it's like you need to play in the Crucible, I'm like, well, fuck that, I'm not getting that armor. Um, yeah. and it's like, but that's the weird thing. Like, there's there's glistening like rays of hope out there in the multiplayer community because Overwatch proves that you can have a good community. Do you know what I mean? Like and it's, it's so frustrating that you've got games like Overwatch that can, there are toxic players, but the majority of players in Overwatch are not toxic. They're there to help each other and play the team-based game. Um, but then you've got Call of Duty where if you're on someone's team and like suddenly your kill-death ratio is like, you've died five times, but you haven't got a kill yet, then you're a wanker and your mum deserves to die and, you know, all of that stuff. And it's just... Yeah horrible and then when you hear that just to put it fun about like when you hear that from someone that you respected yeah it just that's it you know yeah, and then I, that's why i was like fuck it i'm not playing those games anymore yeah. so i know the question was originally what games do you go to no because i i, I would say a good point of yeah that there's not a particular avoid yeah so yeah for me, it's not a particular game I go to to escape. It's games I now just avoid because I know that when I'm in a particular mood, well, mm. even when I'm in a happy mood, that's not a game that's going to help me. Yeah, I'm going to follow off of that. It's because stay away from FIFA. Any like anything like that where your FIFA yeah. rage is real, fuck me. Like I just wanted to 
punch something. I'm not a violent man, but I'm like, I want to punch this desk so hard, it's going to turn into mm. a stool, you know? It's literally... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get so frustrated by this toxic community and you kind of get sucked into it as well because you're like, I fucking called me a noob. Fuck you, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it brings out the worst in you, so stay away from that. Um, that's why I, I don't play Madden anymore. I used to play Madden yeah, exactly. all the time. I don't do it. A good game to actually play... Um, and it's it's not a good game to get away from the mental health aspect, but um, it's a game I played and their depiction of mental health is unbelievable. And I think you know what I'm going to say is Hellblade. Send you a sacrifice. Oh, yes, yes mate. Mate, that the last game, podcast. Yeah, tell there, me. Is a, there is a trigger warning uh, before you play that because it is fucking messed up, like mentally. It will fuck you up. Um, but the games that I like to kind of step away from is is I kind of come off the PlayStation completely and then I, I actually change console to like Switch and um, a good one is Animal Crossing. Yes, yeah. I'm a threat you man. And Animal Crossing is such a laid back game. Mm. If you play an hour of that, you're done. You know, you're happy. You're good. You're just going around catching some wasps, cutting some trees, you know. You just, yeah. it, it's a good chill out game because it's all completely well it's not all completely offline but if you don't have you know those villagers coming to visit you i just find it quite um peaceful i might need to get back into that no that's a a really good one like something like that where you just yeah don't have to pay much attention or a mobile game you know you got the apple arcade now which is what is it like how many games is it hundred thousand or something i don't know over 180 Oh, nice. You got loose, usually. Yeah. What about you, Cal? What's your what's your do's and don'ts? Right, mine's mine's a little bit strange, um, but I am a, a strange person. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of you guys know I love um, horror, and whenever, <laughs> this is going to be fucked up in it. Like, this is weird. Well, yeah. Whenever I feel down, I tend to watch a horror film. Or play yeah, a horror game. The reason being, like, it, it really takes you out because it's like you've really got to pay attention with what you're doing, especially in a game. Yeah. Um, like, you've really got to pay attention. But if you're feeling down and you're watching a horror film or you're playing a horror game, you can always think it, at least it's not as bad as what's happening to that person on the screen. Yeah, that, <laughs> that could makes be sense. You. At you least know, I'm like, not being impaled by the alien. Exactly. I get what you're saying. It's, <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? It's it's that weird psychological side of it. But um, like when I was feeling really down um, a few years back, and I was re- I was really bad um, with my depression. The um, before I had my medication and everything like that properly diagnosed to me, prescribed to me. Sorry, not diagnosed. Um, I played Resident Evil 7, um, funnily enough, and I think that's why it became one of my favourite games because it just took me right out of it. And it was like, all these horrible things happening. All right, at least I'm not being chased by a guy with a um, a massive shovel or a weird bug lady who's terrifying to look at or a little girl or something like that. You know, there was there was all these things that just really drew me out of what was going on at the time um and like i've 
a lot I've also got like family and friends and things like that around me which which helped a lot but I think one of the other games um that I I remember playing I was I had a really bad spell and um I went to my uncle and auntie's house really close to my uncle and auntie I love them to bits and um my uncle got me into video games originally and uh he put on yakuza zero and we spent probably about an hour just fishing in that game mm. and it was lovely it was absolutely lovely like i was still down but just having something like that and just having someone next to you and taking you your mind off it in a way still there to talk about it when i was ready but something else there to sort of diffuse the the conversation a little bit if yeah. you know what i mean you know what i mean by that so and like that game had so much because it was like you could do the fishing bit um and then like we it had really like tense moments in it uh, you could just beat someone up if you had anger issues um or you know you could go and do some karaoke and we just piss ourselves laughing like and things like that like i always remember that that helped me out quite a lot and i think that's why i love the yakuza games so much in some cases other than them being just fantastic games but i'll go for anything like a platformer like you know you know me guys i love sonic the hedgehog do you um, yeah yeah just about the only thing i haven't got is a tattoo of him which no i will get eventually way. yeah no way. um and that's probably a good reason why you've I'm never ever ever job. spoken about it. Never. No, never, never at all. Um, like me and Cyberpunk. Probably... Exactly, exactly like you and Cyberpunk. Um, but that might be a reason why I love them so much, is because you know, especially with the old, like the original games, it was just fun. They're fun. They're colourful. There's nothing sinister as such um you know and they, they they've got fantastic music jolly music tent music but never like somber depressing make you think sort of music i don't mean depressing in that sense i mean well you know what i mean like the somber now it's time to sit and think sort of music you just said for real Takes your away, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. So good. For, yeah, sorry if I'm good. sort of bumbling over my words a little bit. Ah. But, uh, um, it, that's why I like when you talk about it, stuff like this, is because you kind of always Robert, Robert, Robert. Hello, my name is Robert. Robert. Oh, hi, Robert. Robert. How are you doing, bud? I'm going to Robert yeah. back. I'm Robert. I can't stop saying it now. I'm going to revert back to like these memories and stuff. So you'll always have that sort of, uh, yeah. say, memory that, you know, makes you think about 
yeah. that sort of game and stuff. I, I like those little memories sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Most of the time, they're good. Yeah. Do you know it brings me, well, actually, this is a really good valid point for that. There is a game that I come back to when I'm in a really, 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 really bad place. Like, if I... Uh, that was actually recently. And that's Final Fantasy X. And it mm. seems, like, so stupid. But the Final Fantasy X um, remaster... Yeah. Like, Final Fantasy X was a game I always loved. Like, it's so good. Um and you can just lose hours in it, trying to level up all the characters, trying to unlock the different like paths and stuff and, and getting ahead of the game with the different summons. Um, and then when you get to the open world bit and you want to do the end game content, like it's all so good. And when I first played Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X came out during a very, 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 very bad depressive episode for me um, yeah. and helped me out quite a lot. And now it's my... Because I remember that it helped me so much, it's not necessarily that I'm going to discover anything new by playing it, or even mm-hmm. like I'm going to complete it again, if that makes sense. But I always have a save to go back to, because mm. then I can be like, this saved you last time, you know, maybe this can save you again. So there is like a, a, a yeah, mm. a game I'll yeah. go back to every day. Is um, Final Fantasy X the first one that introduced Blitzball? Am I am I getting that wrong? Yeah, yes. X is one with a good Blitzball. Game, man. Blitzball. I can see. Oh yeah. I can see this the attraction is... in getting lost in that because it's just that really compelling story as well, isn't it? So it's kind of yeah. going back to what we were mentioning about getting lost in it. So I guess with something like that, because it is an offline game. You're damn right. I'm lost. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about with Blitzball. <laughs> <laughs> Is it called Blitzball? I'm pretty sure it's called Blitzball. Have I let myself down now? Well, maybe let's yeah, find out. Probably. It's just me I'm listening right now, guys. So you can say whatever you want. All right. Blitzball. Pretty sure it's a wanking mini game. It is Blitzball. We were Look right. It is Blitzball. Ten points to Gryffindor. Because you just get lost in hours in Blitzball because you're just yeah. trying to build the best team and win the league and then, yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy and then Metal Gear Solid, mate. Getting lost in the Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, yeah. You flirt. Yeah. I do, I do like a good shooter in some cases, especially if you're feeling more angry than get anything it on the Switch. I'll t- I tell you what a good game is, uh, yeah, Cal, which is Shooter. Yeah, and it just made me think. Then, have you ever played that pixel shooter? Oh, pixel no, shooter. I know. What, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't. So that. it's basically these little ships, but it's kind of like this kind of side scroller kind of game where you have to float around and you got to shoot like these little turrets that pop out the side of the wall. It's kind of like an eight bit kind of design, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's yeah, check it out, man. It's re- it's actually really good because you can oh, just kind of yeah. You, I think you'll love it. it. Pixel shooter, yeah. I think. What do I know? I got. Hang on, it's not. Right? Pic- it's not pixel junk, is it? Isn't that like? Uh, I know there's one like that, and that sounds familiar. Where's my Where's my controller? Let's have a look. Let's find out. Let's, Let's find, find out, out together, together friends. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Right, uh, pixel. A bit awkward because we can't say why we were saying that. No, no. <laughs> I think, if, I think if it's 
Pixel Junk, then I've I've got that no, one, Pixel, and I do Pixel, remember really enjoying it. So Pixel Junk is the company that created it, but it's actually oh. called because it's Pixel Junk uh, trademark, and then it's called Shooter, which is um, basically oh. the little ships. I'll have a little cool. look. I think it's the it's one on, I've got, um, and I do remember playing now. it. It's yeah. just fun, mate. It's also multiplayer. Yeah. Hook me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, no, that's yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Like, if you if if anyone's got any suggestions of what you should play, if you're feeling a little bit low, I'd be interested to see what other people play. Like, what what game do they go to if they're having a, a as like a a bloody frustrating time gaming what what games yeah. do they go to because i mean I, you know mine I, is probably animal crossing wiggies yeah what, what was yours wiggy final fantasy, fantasy 10 yeah well Cal- to be fair Cal- any final fantasy Sonic. game to be fair mm. someone on twitter mentioned um fallout 4 um, oh yeah that's a that's a game and, and you can get lost building other... the settlements yeah they're helping other settlements and stuff yeah. oh my god and getting lost in building settlements. Yeah, that's what I'm How, meant. like, yeah. relaxing is that to be like... Yeah, oh, eight so hours later. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I've made a light... A, a generator. Light. <laughs> I've made a generator that lights a sign that says, hello. Oh, <laughs> mate. Yeah, that's good. What else? Uh, oh, I, I've got... One comment. Luigi... Oh, that was the only... <laughs> yeah, that was the only one. Um... I was just thinking, like Luigi's Mansion Three was another one that. Was oh, really that's good fun. For me. Yeah, that's good. I'm switching I fucking it, yeah. love Luigi's Mansion anyway, and I love that game. But yeah, I was I was having a pretty bad time, um, and that was around at the time, and I remember playing it, mixing a little bit of like horror esque stuff with just a bit of light hearted humor, and oh my god, it looked like a Disney um, cartoon. It looked beautiful looks still around um but yeah something like that just just something nice to take you away so yeah take me away from here. anything that anyone else wants to say no i think i'm good i think I'll, i think we've had a really good conversation i we, think it's been a good one yeah we answered if, the question that we had yeah. hopefully in future episodes we'll have more questions when we become more oh. popular Hopefully, and if um, if this is a topic that you want us to revisit, I mean, I'm happy to to, to revisit it at some point. I don't know if you folks are, but um, you know, I, if this is something that you want to talk about a little bit more, or you want to get involved in in any way, then you've always got Instagram that you can hit us up on, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, the Mega Squad Pod email as well. So that concludes our feature presentation. That comes to the end of today's episode, or this episode rather, not from what I had today. Um, and it's our little before you we go bit. Is there anything that you guys would like to say before we say goodbye to everyone listening? If you made it to the end, kudos. Yeah, well done. You yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah, we're giving out good. If you haven't already, go to us on Instagram. Twitter, and we will be coming to YouTube soon when we pull our fingers out of our asses and actually do the YouTube channel. Crap. I think uh, off, I'm going to keep my finger up there. And tickle. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's just obviously look after yourself. 
I know yeah, go back to one, it, man. but look after yourself. You know, it's um, it's been a weird kind of. We've we've had a couple of laughs during this one, but we also hit on uh some more sensitive subjects. So just don't feel like you're alone and don't suffer alone. Um, just reach out and um, like we said. Yeah. Sometimes oh. you just need somebody to listen. Sorry, mate, you cut out a little bit of that last little section. Oh, uh, well, sometimes you just need somebody to listen. We're not professionals, but we yeah. are here. We are here. All right. Here, here. Here. This is the way. This is the way. We are um, Mandalorians now as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, as you decided to fuck me over last, last week, by the way, Wiggy, with. So what's coming up in the next episode, Cal? Um, I've, I've I've taken the liberty of looking ahead of our schedule, um, and hopefully next episode I know what we're going to do. But I ain't going to say it. See, this time Just I was going to wait for you to call it out, but you didn't. So, yeah, why why are you not saying what we're going to do next time, Cal? All right, all right, I will then. Yeah. I will then. Yeah, go on. I'm not scared. Fight me in the streets. Let's go. Um. <laughs> Next episode is going to be entitled Orchestral Chaos. Uh, we're going to be talking about some video... <laughs> hey, oh, video game music! About... We're going to be talking about video game soundtracks. Uh, video game music, accompaniments, uh, sound effects, uh, all of those sorts of things. All the lovely things we like to listen to. Lovely, Johnny. Um, if you've got any questions that you would like to ask us regarding video game soundtracks or music then please let us know um, and please follow us on Instagram. Wiggy, what's the handle? What's the handle for Instagram? That's a great yeah. question, Cal. Thanks for, for goodness sake, Wiggy, you had oh, one job. Okay. Well, I'll give you the, I'll give you the Twitter ones at least. So Twitter, follow us at, at pod underscore mega uh, and Facebook, the mega squad pod. And, and Instagram, mega.squad.pod. That's mega.squad.pod. There you go. He's our social media guy as well. My fucking god. Um, and <laughs> and you've also got our email as well, which is megasquadpod at gmail dot com. Gmail. That's it. Com. Gmail dot com. That's it. I feel like we should have like take that singing us out. Like never forget where you're coming from. <laughs> in that case goodbye everybody goodbye everybody have a good Christmas bye bye